Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhandu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepat, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Hello everyone, welcome back to Desperate Retune. Uh, I come to you today with what is going to definitely be a firecracker of a session. Almost literally, haha, did you see what I did there? Lol. I did, but I didn't want to acknowledge it. The fact that lol has become a word in and of itself that means the opposite of the acronym it once stood for, I think is just uh, emblematic of the civilizational decay we find ourselves in. Um, That's a beautiful way to start an episode on. Good, good. I'm not going to lie, I'm already feeling big snake feeling inside me, so you know. Um, Do you need to go to the bathroom? No, because I'm just gonna shit all over your characters. Ha 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 ha! I will say that uh, I am in some pain, uh, less than I was maybe an hour ago, but it does mean that like, if I make any dumb choices, I'm just gonna blame, blame it on that. Um, welcome back to Desperate Tune, everybody. Uh, Hello. Desperate to attune to Electric Boogaloo. Uh, no, too desperate to attune Electric Boogaloo. Um, with me, as ever, are my wonderful players, uh, Adit. Yes, hello. Joan. Emma! Oh my hello. god, I hate myself! I thought to myself I shouldn't... I'll take both. Hello there. Hi, Emma. You know I love you and I don't mean anything by it, right? Because it's terrible. I do know. Good! <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, Zohab? Hey, what's up? How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, Prince. Well, hi. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if we're doing silly intros. I would have said something more interesting then. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Least. I mean, uh, greetings. Mm. So, um, I will remind everyone just before my recap that the image we left on was... Well, the image that we left on two episodes ago was that Vickers had challenged the snake to a duel to the destruction. Presumably death is not a problem that the snake 
places and had told it that even if it thinks the vulture stood no chance against it, such was not true of Joan. She did not yet know, of course, that Joan had abandoned her previous form of the chariot and had taken on a new name, uh, the Riot Crow, in her meeting with Avrad and Kuset far below uh, Uduwasha, deep in the bowels of the well. She met the, the Mage of Stars, so-called, the most powerful sorcerer in uh, Uduwasha, if not Aruvia, uh, who keeps eternal vigil uh, on a door. Uh, he is convinced guards some, some world-ending danger. And he and Joan had a conversation about what exactly not just lay behind that door, but also what was uh, appropriate to do about the kinds of dangers that they both knew existed. And after um, some, some very, like, I think, profound self-reflection, uh, Joan, I think, uh, turned away from this, this crusade, which undoubtedly, if it had succeeded, would have ended in the deaths of you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and if it had failed, would have definitely resulted in the death of one person, Joan. But it also lent her some respect from the Major Stars, and he said that in her time of utmost need, she could call upon him, and then he warned her that he, did no, he no longer answered calls in, in quiet voices. Um, this may become relevant today. And I think that where the camera kind of cuts in now is um, we do the classic thing that I think a lot of TV shows do when they do, you know, when they take a break, right? When they're like, oh, cliffhanger. And now something different is we actually pick back up from the something different, not the cliffhanger, right? So Joan, just tell me like a little bit about how you get back to the temple, how you kind of deduce what's going on and why you make the choice to go into the Sanctum Sanctorum and not, I don't know, try and help Zajidan. All right. But I think the answer to how does she get back is very simple. She walks because she is far away from any like any tools that she might have on her to travel faster. Um, so she arrives in front of the doors of the temple and like a person arriving home, she will just walk inside. And I do not actually know what she will see there. Well, temple's in a bit of a state. Um, everyone, everyone in the temple is in one of two places. The first place is in this uh, sanctum, in this healing nexus that Sajidan uh, has projected around himself in order to help uh, Miraz. And in that place is Miraz, uh, the golem, uh, the glove box, as it's called. Padma Priya and Padma Mukhi are in there. Uh, Triparna Sen is there. Abbas is there. Um, and they are all very concerned about helping Zajidan come back from what appears to be this cult. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, um, Vickers, an alternate version of Zajidan from a different parallel reality, and a past-slash-future version of Freya, a role within the Sanctum Sanctorum, uh, off against the snake, um, 
and you know because there's i guess as you enter about to challenge it like this conversation is happening right so we will see maybe even those things to cut all right um can she see the healing nexus is that in the great hall or is it elsewhere i think i was discussing having that happen in yeah. guys's lab yeah all right so that's far away or at least yeah. not the first thing she sees Neither is neither is the Sanctum Sanctorum. But if the snake is returned, um, or has appeared in some way, I imagine that she would be able to sense it. Yeah, so what Eldritch like what occult uh, sense what what is what has changed in the in the temple's air, like that you can pick up? I think it's almost like a smell. Mm. That kind of Papery smell that a lot of snakes. Hmm. Think to someone else, it would sound like wheels turning, but you don't. That's not really the sense that you use, right? Maybe it is. <clears throat> maybe it's also kind of like the uh, vertigo, like centrifugal vertigo, of like feeling as if this place is turning, or as if you're standing in the middle of something mm. that is turning. Yeah. I think a combination of these things. Yeah, okay. Um, and she has come here having just uh, spoken to the major stars about the serpent and about how it is an outflow of the flame that is uh, perhaps more of an immediate danger than the flame itself. And it seems to her like now that conversation is falling into place more mm -hmm. than it did there, because apparently it is now returned. And um, it's the perfect time for her to go meet him. And so she will turn to the Sanctum Sanctorum and, um, and go inside. I don't know if she actually encounters Vickers there, or if they are in a, a Vickers and uh, the ultimate version of Zajidan are in, in the ghost field somehow. Yes. Although I do think Vickers is kind of, you know, summoning you. Somehow Vickers knew you would be here, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe she is... I don't know exactly how this would work. Maybe she is calling to you in some way from from the it's, ghost field. It's a supernatural yeah. sense of solidarity um, is what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, I joke, but honestly, that sounds incredibly cool. But yeah, sorry, go on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also very concretely, whispers can just call yeah, ghosts. True. Uh, yeah. Now, Vickers is not necessarily a whisper, but that ability exists, and she might be able to tap into. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm doing the reverse. I'm calling you into the yes. ghost field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and all of you have ghost echoes, um, like mechanically. Like, fictionally, the ghost key is like how we've mm -hmm. used it, but yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, like it's uh, you know. Say her name three times, and in, in a summoning circle, uh, she will appear. Right. So yeah, yeah. You know that's not what you should say. That's not what you should say. What what you should say three times. No. Mm. No. No. Mm -hmm. Go on. Go on. Say it. No. Uh, <laughs> I should mention for the listener that Soherb um, has put into the chat a truly cursed phrase that we had all thought we'd seen the last of, which is. Come on and slam. 
Welcome to the jam. And I've... Mm-hmm. This is how you call someone into the ghost field. This, uh, yeah. How potentially you're going to call Augustus Khan into yeah. the ghost field, but I don't know if Joan's going to respond to this. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, see, everyone has their personal um, calling, like, like they're summoning spells. So what's Joan's? Oh, God. It is, is the jam religious lingo for... Indeed. Yes. Um, yeah, that is a good question. How does one summon Joan? What is the the good? Uh, okay. Well, Vickers has Vickers has access to her past memories too now since the last mm-hmm. session. So I suppose she can actually know some some things about this. Yeah. So. Uh, um, yeah, I think I'm calling you, like, the call that you sense, right? It's not Vickers' voice, it is the emergency yes. whistle of a train. There's nice. a monster on the line. Yes. Excellent. Um, yeah, if I could do that noise, I would do that noise, but I can't. Please imagine it on my behalf. Uh-huh. Ah, and I, th- I guess, Joan, you know exactly where it's coming from. It's coming from the Sanctum Sanctorum. You've been in there so many times. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, when you enter, so we've just described it as the step well, right? And when um, Vickers descended, she found herself in this place summoned by the snake. When you come in, Joan, I think you, you don't see the step well as it has been, like, all of the times before, right? Um, and I, I kind of... Um, it's very Elden Ring, but I think that it is like in some way upside down. It's like that tower in Elden Ring. Um, I hate with a passion, but I do think it's very like well designed. Um, where in fact it seems like the snake is at the top of a pyramid, and because and someone you recognize as Freya, and someone you recognize as Zajidan, but only like after like a couple of seconds below it in that like below it on the pyramid looking up i don't even think by the way this is how they are perceiving this i think they are perceiving it very differently this is how you are perceiving it in that place um and you know that the snake mm-hmm. is so incredibly focused on vickers right now that it has not noticed you yet which is um incredibly difficult to do so vickers must have done really done something to annoy it. yeah um, all right. Well, we can't have a situation where my friends are about to be eaten by a snake, uh, because I do very much feel like that's what's about to happen. Yes. Um, yes, you are correct. Yes. Joan's impulse now would be to not to draw mm-hmm. its attention away from them, but to like make herself known. Both to them and to, to, to the snake. This is when Vickers says, I know someone who can, right? Yeah, kind of also as a way to like empower that uh, implied threat of like, yeah. hey, it's not just us. It's not just yeah. these two. So I think that like you appear and the snake, which is like, incredibly unamused, is you, Joan, and the full weight of its attention falls on you. I think that, like, you are perhaps the most apt person to try and resist um, this feeling, right? Yes. 
I think it is still an act of resistance mm-hmm. because it is, it is that authority that is cowing you into submission as you appear. It has not said a word to you. It doesn't respond. Uh, but you know, you can feel it telling you to kneel. All right. Uh, I will resist yeah. with resolve. Um, I have a flaming, a flaming silver lamp, so I do get what plus one yes. to resistance rolls. No, no, one hundred percent. You should get at least one die it. fictionally, right? So I'm glad that the ability gives it to you, because otherwise I would have just been like, from everything mm-hmm. that happened, if you just yeah. mark a riot crow, you should get an extra die. But I'm glad that the ability does it, so you can mark riot crow for something else. Mm-hmm. Six, two, six, one. I mean, yeah, it's a six. Snake makes you. It focuses its entire, well, not its entire yet. Let's be real. It's still the avatar of a god. You're still one person. Uh, really tries to hammer you into the ground and you just mm-hmm. say, just refuse, right? She, like, she takes a breath and because the electroplasm in her lungs has been ignited by the fire in the skirt's quarters, it like kind of the breath makes it um, right. glow up like a coal, um, being oxygenated. Incredible. I thought, I thought that the moment of your return would fill me with joy, that I would revel in seeing you again. I am sad to say it is not so. I think the snake says, you were always my favorite, but now you have become just like the rest of them. Why have they angered you? And she looks at... She asks a question to the snake, but she looks at Vickers when she says it. Uh, Vickers, as she hears this, she looks up uh, kind of knowingly at, at Joan. And I think there is something definitely different about her because Vickers has her memories of being the vulture, of being the destroyer back now. Mm-hmm. So there is like a, a more timeless, ancient quality to her. And... Uh, she simply says, His Majesty thought himself more important than family. And yeah, you see the snake uh, narrow its eyes at you. Um, but it's not gonna... Why would a, why would a king bother to answer a peasant? I can answer that. Hmm. Uh, His Majesty may be a king, but we are the Chakrabortis. The wheel turns for us. Mm, excellent. And I think that this is so. There's going to be two things. I'm first going to start at 12 o'clock, which is going to yep. be the wheel turns on the snake. Until you yep. fill this clock, mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem. Um, yep. And the second thing I'm going to do is make. Normally, uh, what one does is the, the, the clock that is going to hit the players is like only four takes long because you're like haha fuck yourself mm-hmm. but a joan has done a hilarious amount of work here and b mm-hmm. so has vickers so it's going to be a six clock um and i think the six clock is just going to be called reset because if this if the six clock ever fills and i'm happy for the chakrabortis because the wheel turns for them to tell me that either all of your progress on the 12 clock disappears Red acts against you, and immediately someone will suffer level four harm. Right, mm-hmm. and th- th- this doesn't mean that like other level four harm won't happen. Um, it's just that like these time powers that the 
has of is very capable of completely negating all of the progress that you've made, um, which is why you should never let that clock fill in a very real way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happens is that if the clock fills, one of us is replaced with a version of ourselves that is allied with the snake. I don't know why I bother us bother saying things because I just need to <laughs> open my mouth and then my players will just do it for me. This is great. Yes, that is what happens. Uh, that is how you play this game. It is how you play this game. Yes. So I think you feel this. You feel the snake a wheel turns for you. It turns because of me. And you hear the rattle um, as it coils and prepares to strike. And now we are going to uh, cut out because unfortunately this is not the only problem all of you have, right? So Freya overindulged uh, her uh, vice role, we didn't bother putting it on screen because it wasn't super interesting. Um, but as a result of the overindulgence, I think that what will happen is that um, we see the inspector, Constance Constable, whose uh, imperial mandate has been to try and track her down. Um, we see her, we see what she's been up to for the last few days. Now, um, the, the, the royal Johannes Sophie who uh, had been like genuinely very seriously mauled, right? Like they had suffered a profound injury to their spirit. Um, and like, though you had saved them and their sister, uh, to be honest, their sister has spent most of her time taking care of them in, Ab- in Abithab's hospital. That's why she had just not been around, right? But I think that the Inspector Constance Constable, um, who is diligent, who follows every single lead, uh, has found them at the hospital. And unfortunately, I don't know if any of you no- necessarily noticed that Sophie's been around, Sophie, sorry, Maud has been around less and less and less. Um, it's because the inspector's been taking up more and more and more of her time, and she doesn't want to make more trouble for you because you're going through a lot, right? And now what is going to happen is that uh, the three of them are going to come back to the um the temple we see uh johannes in a uh in a wheelchair um i think sophie is pushing them uh up these streets um by the way uh i think some of it very you know wheelchair accessible some of it very wheelchair inaccessible i think udeput is one of the places that's more accessible um they are doing this because we see Constable walking with them. She's got a warrant, and in the face of an imperial warrant, none may, none may say a word. Uh, and unfortunately for you, not only does she go into the temple, nobody there, and Sophie is uh, calling her Sophie. Maud is forced to say something like, well, maybe, maybe they're all out, and it's like, there's no way that's true. And they are now like, heading to the lab. Um, they will appear in about a second. Uh, but before that, let's look at what is actually happening in the lab. We have this like thing, this gizmo, this uh, was it spirit transfusion device? If you hook it up to yourself on the glove box, yeah. 
and there's also a candle to channel some of the spirits from the well into it as well. <laughs> Correct. I mean, I, I have no idea, but I, I would assume that if Const Constance Constable walked in, the least mm -hmm. suspicious thing in this room would be the candle. Yes. You are not wrong. I'm sorry to tell you that, like, uh, the most suspicious thing is this weird, like, golem thing that you oh, into you yourself. Into something. Could be flaring horribly. You don't know that. <laughs> that this is a this is a process. I have invented a machine that can reverse hollowing. Yes. I, yes. And I also, have to it. Also, it's very important <laughs> to remember that the, the the glove box is stolen property, and uh, she's going to write you up for that. Uh, so, uh -huh. you know, good luck. So there's multiple things happening here. Uh, improper lab safety, uh, stolen property, uh, an illegal device that reverses a sacred ritual uh, mm -hmm. that is uh, pri uh, primal to the uh, state religion, things like that. You know, there's a, there's a few there's a few problems. No, I, I'm I'm not I'm not one to decide uh, what priority Constance Constable attaches to these problems, but you know, uh, that like the important thing to remember is that Abbas is helping with the situation. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, okay. Indeed. So, so uh, we did the we did do the process. So, like, what is the outcome? <laughs> what happens? Right. So, I think what is happening is that um, as you start this, uh, the excess energy from your past and future Shrine Builder selves uh, is being filtered through the glove box in some way um, and being put into uh, your father, right? And in fact, it's really good that, the, that your father has the field that kind of nullifies the Shrine Builder's influence because it means that you can channel the energy without like transporting the personality, right? Because otherwise I would imagine if you do this, the Shrine Builder just takes over your dad and goes, well, I'm two people now. So, um, so that's really useful. Uh, but I think that um, what is also happening is that as you like underco undergo this process, uh, what you did was invent a machine that can do this. You didn't invent a machine that does it painlessly or without side effects. So I think that it is a role to see how little harm you take or how much you want, right? So like the thing here is, let's say risky standard, you can take level two harm in order to start the process on like a six clock, right? To get him back up. Um, but it's very reasonable for you to say control is limited, very reasonable to say desperate extreme, like, like all of the levers that you would want, you've got those things. Um, and you can similarly like change the fiction, but like my imagination here is the machine does this. That is the incredible thing that you've managed. Right? I've not yet done it in a way that like it's free. I think a resistance rule of some sort is the best way to mechanically sure. figure out how bad it yeah. is. Best fortune rule, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, a fortune rule using a resistance dice rule. Yeah. In that case, it seems like resolve to me because I don't think it's prowess. Uh, I can't be inside. I, th I think it's resolve. It's about like, just like you know, gritting your teeth and getting through it through sheer force of will. I will invoke the ability sacred geometry, which gives me plus one die in pursuit of perfection, because I think like Mira's like even as he's putting this together, it's possible that he that shrine builder would tell him, no, if you, I mean, at least make the circlet velvet lined, things like that. 
uh, make sure there's a there's a comfy chair. I guess, I, in fact, I don't even think it is the shrine builder. It is your memory of what the shrine builder would say, right? Because Zajidan's control here is absolute. There is none of that influence coming through. You have unfortunately yeah. a good enough like memory. Yeah, yeah. You've been through it so many times, right? I think I think it means that I don't get possessed, but it's I I do have access to what I have learned right. and like the past memories to an yeah. extent. But I'm still I I will I will be in yes. charge of myself. Yeah. And please tell us what you rolled. I rolled a six. Exactly. A six. Um. Mm -hmm. So I think that with a six, you manage to do this smoothly enough that it goes straight from the excess energy into Zajidam, right? You are merely a conduit, and you are, in many ways, the perfect conduit. Who better to, um, for the spirit energy to pass through than the son of the man to whom it is being given, right? Um, you were born of him, and now he will be healed of you. The other thing that the six will give you is that you will be able to see the door open and understand exactly what's going on, which is Imperial Inspector, dressed in uh, her full regalia, uh, enters the room, sees everything, and declares, What in? I demand you halt immediately. Human experimentation. No such paperwork was filed. What's all this then? Yeah, it is. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Um... Like, she sees this, and uh, both Maud and Johannes are incredibly... Because the, the other side of Maud not being around as much is that she has not seen uh, Zajitan go down or any of this stuff. She's been so busy, like, worrying about this. It's the first time either of them have seen this, either. So, yeah, I think that the inspector turns up, demands that you stop, and if you don't stop... Or do something else in her mind. If you don't stop, actions will be taken. Uh, Triparna Sen is, is unperturbed. She's just doing her, like, monitoring, like, impressive results, right? Like, whatever. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm here, and uh, like, oh, so stop right. How dare you barge into our temple like this? Mm? Who are you? And I, de I demand to, I demand an explanation. He's seen you before, right? You guys had yeah, a ni nice chat yeah, about. Well, it, you guys had, had a nice yeah. chat about how she should use the full extent oh, of yeah. her in inspectorate powers to not take any bullshit from any Uruvians. That's true. Yes, indeed. Does she remember this? One billion percent. You think she forgets an name for a face? She's imperially trained to never do that. Mm. Abbas's advice is really paying off, though. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, he's a great student. <laughs> <laughs> you only have to show her something once before she picks it up, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, you need to do something right now, or she is going to add a weapon and use it. Okay. Okay. Just, but before we do anything, just so that I'm super clear. Mm -hmm. So we have done this, the process. Uh, the life force has been transferred into Zajidan, and nothing seems to have happened yet, right? No. Um, to some extent, I think this is because. Uh, on the other side, this is being explicitly interfered with, and we know this. So right. I don't want to right. like give you this success, and then like no. you know we have to see you on both sides. No. Right? So yeah, outrageous in his soul. Yeah. Is what That's is happening. I just want to know what Miras sees. He sees nothing happens. Right? It, and and this defies explanation. This should work. All the right. theory suggests it, and you're a genius in this way. 
right? So. Okay, so I tear all the shit off my head. Uh, and normally, if an inspector walks in, I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but instead, I just ignore constable and rush towards Ajidan and try to like shake him and kind of yeah, father, Baba, are you are you in there? Uh, wake up! It, 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 it's okay now. It, it it must it worked. It must have worked. Did it work? Mm. So, uh, no response really. You appear to be shaking a. He's breathing, not dead. He, you appear to be shaking someone who uh, is alive only physically. And I think Padmapriya is going to rush to you and say, don't shake him so hard. He's... And then Padmamukhi, by the way, uh, Abbas, if you do nothing now, Padmamukhi is going to try something and she will get shot. Um, she's an expert. She will get shot? Yeah, by the inspector. Because uh, the inspector is yeah. not going to take any shit. And uh, Padmamukhi is an expert ritualist type. She doesn't. She's not an expert bullet stopper. Uh, yeah, uh, I think like like uh, okay, okay. So, uh, Inspector, please, like we are. This is a very delicate uh, medical operation that you are uh, interrupting right now. Yes. Okay. We we are all, look. We are all here. We're not going anywhere. Just just stay where you are. Give give us just a few minutes. The background mirrors is violently shaking his father. Uh, while while like. Uh... One of the women who raised him is like, don't do that. You could break something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I do actually let him go when, uh, when I'm told that, like, almost like, you know, he's radioactive. And I kind of back off, confused and like looking around. And I think I want to be clear here that like, she's not being unkind. But I think when you do that, she like yeah, grabs no. your hand. She, like she's supporting his head and, and she's looking at you and she's saying, be calm. This is an experimental procedure. We don't know what could happen. You know, maybe it'll take a couple of minutes. Like, what is really important is that we make sure that like we keep him as stable as possible. Right? And that's like she's she's whispering this to you. She's also very worried because her sister okay. is um, approaching this woman with the intent to do something. And Abbas, this is a role now. And I think you are yeah. absolutely in a desperate position. And you are going to have limited. Of mm-hmm. you will start at zero my friend, because you, this woman doesn't give a shit about you saying, uh, was it? Please stop. This is a medical procedure. Just give us a couple of minutes. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, I'm saying that we're not going anywhere. You can rest us in like five minutes after we've figured out like what's going on with us. No, the we can't because right. the uh, procedure clearly states that uh, arrests must be done in a speedy and deliberate fashion and mm. delays are not to be tolerated and i'm not going to tolerate delays right like mm. that is the internal monologue um oh, so okay. yeah and you're in a desperate position and it, the, the desperate risk here is that but is going to die um so like uh, yeah and, and so i also want to be clear that like i'm not even bothering to threaten you i'm bo- i'm bothering to threaten the people you care about yeah, uh, doesn't care. <laughs> yeah indeed it's a it's an interesting way of like reverse psychologizing the GM. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, even care okay. about the consequence, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, desperate limited. Oh, oops, I didn't wait for anything, but and <laughs> which I should have done. Mm, mm, you uh, should have done. Uh, Mamuki, yeah. I mean, you should resist this. But let's be clear. Prior to the resistance, Padmamukhi yeah. turns up. Eyes flashing, um, 
for a moment, completely serpentine. She has turned, because we know that she's been experimenting with divine essences. Um, and she turns into a snake about, and she, just, she doesn't turn physically, but it seems like that. Whip smart, about to like sink her fangs into the inspector. And she very calmly, the inspector, I mean, pulls out her pistol and shoots her in the head. Um, what are you doing to resist this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got to stop all the way somehow, right? From like doing the thing that she's doing, and I don't know what, like maybe, yeah, like a uh, just <laughs> tackle her to the ground, maybe. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, like no, don't, no, 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 don't do it. President, no. get down, <laughs> get down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. And it seems like a prowess. It does seem like a prowess. Uh, okay. Uh, one. Ooh. Okay. That doesn't um, work at all. That is. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's everyone. a trauma. <laughs> now, I will say, when you're one stress away from traumaing, it's almost good that you rolled a one to yeah. resist, because like, imagine all of that stress you might have taken otherwise. Now yeah. you don't. It's a trauma anyway, right? Great. Yeah, well done. Yeah, this okay. is how you play Blades. Um. Yeah. I think that what happens is that you get in the way, you push her. She's incredibly well trained, and like you know, an old man pushing her is not something that she is uh, like unexpected. She, she knows that this could happen. I think what happens is that as you push her, you from behind her, you see Maud with this fire in her eyes because she also was unwilling to let this happen. And as you push her down and she's like swiftly readjusting, you know, taking another shot, what she's not expecting is that you've seen Maud and Maud has seen you and the two of you are like, I'm not going to let this happen. I think what does happen as a result is A, you'll take a level two harm um, as she like bashes you in the face and B, uh, I think that She's now like on the floor, but she is. There is you cannot convince her, right? I, the reason that like the Esper um, zero sway was still zero is that if you had done some stuff, you could have gone up to standard, right? But you have lost this opportunity. Like she is not going to listen to anything you say because one of you nearly tried to kill her, another one aided and abetted, a third. Know, like got in the way okay right. i think in the background miras is like we we need more we need more power uh um uh, uh, uh and he's just kind of like walking around aimlessly like in a complete like like uh it's like he has tunnel visioned on this thing mm-hmm. he has poured everything into this and mm-hmm. then it didn't work and now he's kind of like in the sort of like shock phase of like, okay, how can yeah. we make this work? How can we make this work? And I don't think he's even noticed anything else that, yeah. is, that is actually happening um, in this room. I think that like, as this is happening, Triparna Sen was in this room. He was very unper- unperturbed, right? And I think that like the second that Abbas got involved, then she became perturbed. Um, I think that she is planning something. But I will admit that I'm not like such an incredibly good GM that I can keep track of all NPCs at all times. So what I'm going to do 
is use this moment to be like, yeah, don't worry about it. and I think, oh yeah, Tripadna is going to do this thing. It will have been, it. that's the plan all along. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, like she's planning that. Mm. She's like taking this opportunity. She's in a lab. She's a doctor. She knows like, a bit, she knows some chemistry. Something's going to happen. Right. Um, I think that like now we're going to cut back to uh, Sanctum Sanctorum as it does. You are trying to figure out what's going on with your dad and Abbas, you are on on the floor, like wrestling with this woman, knowing that like she doesn't hate you, by the way. None of this is personal. Right? She's got a job to do and she has a duty to carry out. That's why she's here. Um she's not here because she thinks she's better than you. She's not here because she thinks I mean she does think she's better than you, but she just she doesn't think that like acarosis are better than Peruvians, you know, she doesn't think that uh, there is a certain kind of right. like um, way of being that is superior to all others, except that she knows that you have to do the do the job. Um, right. Yeah. Very by the books. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what it, what is what is civilization if not that which holds like the the chaos at bay? Right. That's kind of her. Mm. Um, that's kind of her vibe. Okay, so um, I'm don't when you appear this this pyramid thing no longer it's not there anymore right like it was it was like you were walking up it and then it disappeared now you were all floating in this void um, as the death rattle kind of like uh, sounds um, the I can't say the zajidan from the alternate reality each time I don't want to say knuckly then. So, um, that you done stole? I don't know. It's got a, uh, I'm just gonna like Abbas, what is the, the, um, the childhood nickname? I think you can just say Zajidan because there's nothing else here. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sure. uh, I was gonna ask Abbas for like a childhood. That's a good question. Yeah, but that's a good question. We should have hear that answer. Hmm. Like, uh, uh, childhood nickname that Abbas had for Zajidan? That wasn't like Paya, right? Like, no, it was just called a... It's like, I'm wondering, now he calls uh... him Paya because he's very, like, respectful and stuff. But, like, when, you know, you're seven and he's nine, it might have been different. I don't know if the age gap is just two years, but you know what I mean, right? Like... Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean... So, my... <laughs> the, the only thing that's, like, the only thought that's in my head is that my dad calls his older brother Bonda. It doesn't like it doesn't mean yeah, it's just yeah, but I can't oh, think of yeah, it. No, <laughs> I think I think that's perfect though, right? It's that kind of thing where it's just it's a it's it... don't use that. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that. I mean it's like it's going to be something like completely meaningless, except that it came up in that way, right? Like we can just like uh, pick two syllables and go with it. Um, just call him Zed. Um, I'm gonna do it. Sure, Zed's, Zed's dead, baby. One of my cousins calls her older brother. Bhut, which means ghost. She's been <laughs> doing this since he was a child, and no one knows why. <laughs> That's mm. it's going to be twenty-three. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. In fact, actually, one sec, because it shouldn't be Z. It should be whatever the Urdu letter is. I don't have any Urdu anymore, so Zal. It'll be Zal. Um, Zal yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I think so. Zal will um, will see this happen, and 
come fully prepared, by the way. He had a day to prepare, and he's not a he's a hard man in it. Um, he from his pack, he withdraws a lightning hook, um, and this is a lightning hook that is blasphemy, I think, because he murdered the, wherever he was from. He murdered the shrine builder. I think this is a lightning hook made from whoever that shrine builder was, like the bones of that person. Um, and it is intricately carved. Um, and in his hands, it, looked less, it looks less like a hook and more like a sword. He brandishes it and murmurs like a couple of words underneath his breath. He knows he's here to do a job. He's going to do the job. Right? Um, so that is like his key thing here. Uh, no fear, no hesitation. You got to kill the thing, I'm going to kill the thing. And he's just going to go for it, right? So, like, periodically, I also roll for him as if he were, like, making progress on this clock. But um, that's mostly because I think it is good to have some random, randomness there. But for him, he's always going to be in a, in a desperate position, and he's a badass and doesn't give a shit about it. Mm-hmm. What are the rest of you doing? Okay. Yes. So, Freya is also here. Yeah? Yes. But hasn't interacted yet. Um, so I think uh, she, the reason she hasn't interacted yet is that she kind of like fades in and out of reality uh, here. Like she's, it's like an echo of her that is here, but I think like largely because Zal is probably here because he wants it more. It's like much more personal mm-hmm. for him. Whereas for Freya, she's like connected to the temple, but it's not, like, you know, it's nowhere near the chakra yeah. is right? So she's only here periodically. So she kind of like fades in and out, but now she's kind of like, well, this was an advantage, I guess. So now I think she kind of like emerges and then, uh, you know, the crown sort of, she emerges and then like, so it's kind of like a, sometimes she's here, sometimes she's not. And when she's here, sometimes the crown is on her head and she looks regal and sometimes she doesn't. She looks like in different variations. Right, uh, right now she's got the crown on mm-hmm. and I think she's going to take the crown and she's going to hold it, and she's going to crush it in her hands and throw, like, uh, and, and kind of, like, throw the shards at the at the snake. Okay. And the intention here is that I'm going to use uh, a variation on Tempest mm-hmm. to throw uh, ice bolts at her, at, at, the, the, snake. at the snake. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, are you... Feel that's an attune? Yeah, no, it is in a tune. I think you're right. Um, so I was wondering whether there is a crown-related like, interesting fictional texture here. But in fact, we already know that Freya's given that up. So it's not even necessarily like interesting to see that. But um, yeah, okay. So Desperate um, mm-hmm. had zero effect before your push. And the reason for this is that this is the avatar of a god that's made of fire and you were throwing ice at it. I'm not just throwing ice at it. I'm throwing ice that used to be a crown. And we have established that a king does not listen to peasants. But I am not a peasant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Desperate limited before the push. Okay. Okay. And yes. So I would push mm-hmm. for standard. Uh-huh. And is there anyone assisting me in this? Hmm. Yeah, sure. I... Uh... I like assisting. So y- your idea is to do like a shotgun attack at the snake, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, 
you know what? It's a snake. It moves around. We're still in this abstract void where we're fighting. I aim to switch that up. But for the moment, I think Vickers will just pin its tail with her huge spear. Nice. To hold it in place. <laughs> so, I'm assisting you by just holding it down with a spear. Excellent. All right. Let's do it. Six. Ooh. One, five, four, six. Yeah. Nice. Um, standard effect, that's two ticks. Mm-hmm. You throw your crown, which is winter. Oh my god, we're back in Game of Thrones. Uh, you throw your crown, which is frost, uh, at the snake. And it's the fire that it is made of. Uh, just for a moment, it, this, this, this impossible, uh, huge, scaly body that is still like flaming um, shimmers. I think what we see is that uh, the ice and the fire collide and we see like it turn into steam, right? Um, and as this happens, I think the snake hisses. I think the snake says, another supplicant, another royal. Do just as meaningless in this form as you are in every other. I will crush you. I mean, it says that it has not crushed you yet. Mm -hmm. And I think Freya just, and this is what Freya says mm -hmm. before she vanishes again. I am not meaningless. Ask for my name in Bundervest. Ask for my family here. Ask them my name. Ask them what I mean. What do you mean? Who knows you? Mm. Very good. I do want to say here that like, um, can work on this clock through philosophy. I'm not gonna take that away from you. It may even be more effective than attacking it, right? Um, but yeah, absolutely. Very good. I know I'm gonna work on this clock good. through philosophy. I am glad. Excellent. Yeah. Do you want to go next? Yeah. Uh huh. I think Joan, perhaps uncharacteristically, is like not not rushing in. Uh, to ambush with violence, she is almost like kind of having her hands behind her back, as if she's as if she is philosophizing or like having a, you know, a symposium discussion. Frat furrows her brow. The wheel turns because of you, you see. I have read that the wheel turns because it has always been turning. But stories of your emergence are in human memory. I have heard them from a mage, from ancient works. And in ancient works, it is also written that anything that has a beginning must also have an ending. Yes! I just love it. And I think she's going to attune and try to shake the ghost field to like, make that more of a reality. Um, and of course, she's speak saying this with the voice yes. of the Kingfisher. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, and I think this is, a, this is, by the way, a great moment to, if you want, I, I don't know if it's the moment of your utmost need, right? Um, but you can call upon him now um, if you want, or you can save it later. Man, I feel like I've mentioned him, so it yeah. would be a good moment. And also, we're, we're fighting a god. 
there's or the avatar of more, moon. There's not going to be ah, a moment of wrong. more need. Um, ah, so I think I think that automatically changes the position from desperate to <laughs> ultra desperate. Sure. With yeah. more effect, of course. Wait, what? What was the beginning of that sentence? I said changing it up to evoke Avra Danko said probably changes the position. You probably trade position for effect from desperate to whatever effect to ultra desperate um, and whatever effect. I mean, the hack that like I really like for this is that you go from desperate to deadly. But yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. let's do it. You know, we can play a game however we like. Let's say a. This is really going to be one of the rare times I suspect in the session where you will start at even standard effect. But we are fictionally positioned perfectly for this. Breath standard. Um, I think calling upon the major stars is a classic devil's bargain here. Um, so it's going to give you a plus one die for sure. Um, but it will also like give you mm -hmm. some fictional texture. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you want to. Oh, the voice of the the voice of the kingfisher is push because that's a yes. uh, voice of authority. So that I okay, push great. for effect. Then. Yes, then you are a great, great effect. effect. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. Let me do the maths again. Just give me a second. Let's say before you call upon him, you were at desperate, you were at desperate limited. Upon this guy, you went to deadly standard. Uh, then you pushed. You're at deadly great. Yeah. Okay. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And you are, uh, remind me, you're trying to shape the world around the serpent now. No, I'm, I'm well, the serpent is, in, yeah. my, in my philosophizing, the serpent is part of the world. Um, yeah. That, that, that's the very crux of this thing here, is that it's not, it's not a divinity itself that is above the world. It is exactly, yeah, it is and, um, part of the world. It. Trying to attune to the ghost field because that's where we're in the world we're in, trying to shape mm -hmm, it to be true. Mm -hmm. I do um, have a procedural question though. So we said deadly standard for evoking mm -hmm. Av Avradan Kuset, and then before the push, it's uh, after the push, it's uh, de deadly great, right? Yes. But like you're not just pushing, you're also invoking an ability. So you should be getting the abilities bonuses, and then you can decide what you want to do with your push, mm -hmm. right? You're not wrong. Yes. So shouldn't um, you be a desperate grade or something by default before you decide what to do with the push? You can well, get extreme effect or you can get plus one. Well, no, you can't. You... Yeah, right. Because yeah, you can't. So you you already have a nose burger. No, no, no. That's what the push does, though. And yeah. the additional thing that happens um, is that either, either, like if you used it on a human, uh, either you become the center of attention or your word, word is accepted as fact or at least like. Your interlocutors cannot uh, publicly ah, so uh, talk against. The voice of authority is what is permitting you in this place to even convince the god that you are correct, right? Because you are in a place where divinity yeah. inside you is demanding that it be accepted as fact. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the ability allows yeah, for so. it to happen in the first place. Okay. Cool. Yes, we have established. Uh, I mean, this is important. I don't disagree. I'm glad we had this conversation. So you are now at mm -hmm. deadly great. Deadly great, um, one bonus die from the mm -hmm. from the devil's bark because what like does uh, the fact that he arrives I, that yeah, so also well that will probably also uh, have some sort of yeah, so, uh, consequence for us. Um, first of all, major stars can never leave his vigil. He knows this. 
And so he has concocted a way mm -hmm. uh, to assist you. Now, uh, the Chakravarti is all about like time and reality and so on. And that's why an alternate Zajidan can be. That's not what um, the Major Stars is about, right? So I think what he has done is that he has woven a, an effigy of himself off fatty, matted, blonde hair. Right? And this effigy appears. Um, and he knows very well that obviously hair is flammable, right? Um, so he's, he's treated the effigy also to like stand up to the, this kind of divinity. Covered in wax. I want to point out the thing uh, also, Joan. Uh, I don't think I can assist you here. I can't think of a way to do it. But we have a special ability by which our god assists us with any one action. And I feel like now oh would be a good moment to invoke that because you are telling the truth. Everything that lives oh, must yes. die. So it's not so. the snake that is assisting. It's the, it's the, the, it's the undying fire of revolution. Yeah. yeah. The, principle. Mm. The, the chakrabot is like, you are my real child. Not the snake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, right. I think it makes sense to just take the divine assistance when you're invoking, invoking yes. a principle, yes. right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. yes, I will do that. We have this point, uh, deadly attune, extreme effects, five dice. Oh man, let's see it. It can only succeed. Triple sixes. Oh my! It Whoa. can only succeed. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> uh, Incredible. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, campaign's over. We won. Mm -hmm. Bye. Ah, yes. Okay. Right. I also mean like, that the sixes are consecutive, ah, so it's a six, six, six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want you, in this moment, think about this this card you have with you, this Riot Crow, um, that is indelibly mm -hmm. bound to you. I want you to tell me kind of out of character even, right? Like, again, going back to the conversation we had that was about politics. Um, but that kind of, like, um, consequence of, like, adopting violence has, uh, what that consequence has motivated in this space. Because I think it is super interesting that you've done all of this and you are tuning and you are changing the world with your force of will, but I like the idea that it is not just, it's both your virtues and your flaws, right? Um, and I think we've seen the virtues. You asked mm -hmm. for help. I want to know what, what your flaws also do here. Well, I think the flaw is that uh, violence doesn't have to look like drawing a sword and stabbing someone with it. But it can also look like using the voice of a god to make it impossible for anyone to think other than what you just said. I think that's the vibe. Yeah, thing no, you're right. On a triple six, right? I think we see how here you speak and, you know, he stops immediately what he was doing, utters something else, pulls out like a spirit mask, right? And is manipulating it because now there are two divinities in front of him. A badass. I think he's gonna be a badass forever. By the way, like the more cool shit happens in front of him, the cooler he's gonna get. Right? He will never look back at an explosion. Um, he's gonna take notice. Right? He's gonna stop and be like, "Okay, this is what's happening." Who is this? Who is doing this? Uh, this is the alternate Zajidan, Zal. Yeah. I want to know how. I guess Freya can conveniently not be here. He was very useful. I had to disappear in this moment. 
there is literally the kingfisher being used. Um, but she can be here if she wants to. And I also want to know what uh, you are doing, because like on extreme oh. effect, that's five ticks to be clear. So like, yeah. wow. And then there's some crit bonus as well, right? So yes, uh, I think having no, pinned the effects with the crit bonus. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's five ticks and something else. So, mm. uh, but I think what I'm doing is fairly obvious. I'm running up the snake. I pull out the the uh, spear from the tail, and I'm running up it towards the head, right? Mm -hmm. And I will say. Uh, I will say, I know you, and I know your wheels, and I know your cycles, and your eternity. Man hands down misery to man, it deepens like a coastal shelf. No more! I'm breaking the cycle! I'm dead. And I will jam the spear into its head. Excellent! And in this universe, the coastal shelf deepens forever. Yeah. <laughs> it deepens into the sky yes. is the problem. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, I'm going to wreck it by spearing it in the head, and I am breaking the cycle. Excellent. This is this is my goal. So I think I'm gonna uh, rejig a little bit then what Zal is doing because if you're doing this, uh -huh. he's gonna act like I, a. Cool to be clear, I don't expect this to kill it necessarily, no. but it yeah. gives me a handhold in its head. Oh sure, yeah. The, uh -huh. the action like works on the clock, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. in this case, Zal is going to be like a cohort, right? Like, you, mm -hmm. like, because um, I thought about it and I was like, I already have rules for this. I don't have to like treat him like a different kind of NPC. So he's just an expert god killer, is what we're going to call him. And he's going to have three dice. Uh, so when he, you command him or you work alongside him, he's going to have three dice at god killing. That's going to be the one action he rolls. Um, yep. And so. Okay, so I have, uh, he's, I have he's, one die from him. Uh, oh no! Like if you he, you have one die from him if he's assisting you. You have three dice from him if you do a group action. Um, yeah, I think I'm doing a group action. Yeah, depends on what he does. But if he is joining me in assaulting the snake, I also want to set you guys up. Uh huh. That's Freya. Um, so Freya, I think, doesn't reappear. Uh, doesn't physically manifest again. But what does manifest is a torrential storm that douses the snake and also provides wind to boost you guys up. Great. Excellent. Um, okay. So, mm -hmm. This is a tune again, so right? To gonna... Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. You're setting us up with a tune? Um, yeah. Let me think. I mean, sorry, still in a desperate position, etc. But you can do this. And in fact, mm -hmm. you're not even like working on the clock. You're just setting them up, them up right? So then it's standard effect. Yeah. I think it'll have to be like limited going up to standard because you are still in it's like literal influence. Right? Um, oh, wait. I, I would have limited effect without Freya setting me up. Is what you're you would have limited effect without Freya setting you up. Yeah. And I think Freya uh, is at limited before she uses her push because uh, the snake is still like a, a mighty enemy, right? Like you want to uh -huh. do something, you're going to have to push yeah. against it. So uh, Freya's mm -hmm. at desperate limited, but ideally you should to get to standard effect and like the problem with the setup is like at limited even if you succeed what happens etc we'll see how that goes so if you want the die you can still take the die yep. i don't want to prescribe that to you okay well let's do the freya setup first yeah. so yeah uh, i am pushing for effect and because well i'm pushing to do the thing so i think i'll push for effect mm -hmm. and also 
I have two possibilities actually. I also have like a star. Okay. So there's suddenly a blinding light that accompanies all of this, which uh, it doesn't do anything except everyone else looks really cool. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sure. never say that I don't make my friends look cool. I, uh, I never say uh, that. I only okay. say you are too eager to get your own character skill. Uh, please don't. Mm-hmm. There okay. you go. So six. Whew. I mean, we are set I do want to say it is like there is a world here where you roll worse and you're all dead. But it turns out mm-hmm. we are not in that world. Yeah. Just you. Yeah, we're literally in a different timeline. Yep, yep, yep. Great. Excellent. Amazing. Okay. I have two things I want to do, and we'll see if they work out. Just flagging that. They are kind of in a row. But the first step is absolutely going to be to stick the spear in the snake's Mm head. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, So, I I was just wondering what Zal is doing, and I think he is... um, He sees you, he intuits that you want to, like, pierce the snake's head. I think what he is doing is um, rushing with you. Like, if you are approaching from like one end, he's rushing from the other, so that the snake ideally cannot look at both of you at the same time. Now, the snake is divine; it doesn't have to like use its eyes, right? But it's ho- but he's hoping to like coordinate perfectly with you in order to make this happen. Yep. Okay. Cool. So I'm a desperate standard, and I'm pushing myself for a die and the tiger's fury, which is knocking my enemy back down or over, and that's going to tie into my next action. Okay. So I, cool. yeah, uh, like I don't think it improves my effect right now, yeah. but I'm just flagging that I'm moving the snake by doing this, cool. yeah. and that's like jamming the spear into its head and steering it. Yeah. I mean, it's really so important rolling... that you have the destroyer here because that gives you the fictional permission mm-hmm. to do this even to a snake, right? Yep. Yeah. Go on. All right. So. Uh, desperate, standard, one bonus die, and I think, unless someone can assist me, I will just roll, and then I will roll three dice for Zal. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Here we go, I have rolled. Five, three, one, still a five. And three, it's four, a four three. from Zal, so I take no extra stress, but I do take the desperate consequence. However, I succeed. Yes. So you tell and... me how you succeed, then we will talk about consequence. Yeah, exactly. Well, you. I'm just yeah, you can. Let me describe what I'm doing first, because mm-hmm. uh, I jam the spear in. This is, I guess, my standard effect, and I knock the snake down, which is specifically a thing I can do. Uh-huh. And the reason I'm knocking it down is that we will now see Uduasha form around us, but uh-huh. this is a strange time dimension. It's not the Uduasha of present day. It, uh, it, at the bottom of it, there should be a well, uh-huh. but instead there is a large hole and the shattered remnants of a gate. For you see, uh, 800 years ago, the gates of death were shattered, shattered by the Emperor Immortal. Uh, and uh, I am steering the snake towards the gate of death. Excellent. Very good. And okay. therefore, the desperate consequence presents itself so naturally, right? Because as you do this, mm-hmm. the snake realizes, um, grabs you by the shoulder, or like goes to grab you by the shoulder. And Zal calmly, uh, with no problem whatsoever, interposes between you and the snake, right? And as he does so, he says, um, Take care, daughter-in-law. The would-be son needs the help. And just as he says help, uh, the snake's fangs goes down on him and... It throws him into that hole, and you see him passing through those gates, 
like falling down and he's going to pass through. Uh -huh. And I think that the desperate consequence here is, A, I'm going to take this clock, right? Uh, but yep. B, you are going to lose this cohort. And also, more importantly, this very nice man who's a badass. Um, you can yeah. resist... On the other hand, he came here. He came here with the explicit purpose of dying right. to save us. Right. So, you know. I think he uh... he has no problems with this. I want to make, like, I think it's really important like to yep. stress that, like, he made his peace with this. He knew there was some slim chance. This is like, you know how the perfect yeah. Mass Effect 2 suicide mission, everybody comes out? I mean, that's the perfect uh -huh. mission. This is not that. Right. No, and he came here to sacrifice his life to save his son. Yeah. It is all as it should be. Yep. Um, but well, the other, other other bit should resist. The, bit, like, the clock being prior yep. to resisting yes. a desperate consequences yep. three text, right? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how are you resisting this, Freya? Yeah. So I see Zanjidan, uh kind of uh, team rockets blasting off again into the void. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. And Freya wow. kind of like uh, briefly shimmeringly reappears on like a ledge overlooking the gates of death. And I think I'm going to resist this with in, with some sort of like deep spiritual resolve. So you, the consequence here is that you're putting three ticks on the six tick re reset clock that we established that if it fills up, one of us is going to get replaced by some version of ourselves that's amenable to the snake's influence. And that could be any of us. But I think Freya feels it the strongest because she isn't really like she's got so many different versions of herself that can so easily be well susceptible to godly power, of course, but also so easily susceptible to the allure of royalty. You know, there are versions of herself where she did lead a massive revolution to regain Scotland. Thousands, millions of people died. There are versions of her like that. And I think what she does is that she closes her eyes and starts to and understands that to that there must be some way to destroy every version of herself that is not the young girl who just wants to escape the one who's in the real world mm. does that make sense for a resist like a sort of like fictional sort of like resolve and i think like what she's going to do is she's going to this version of herself wants to then pass into the gates of death Oh, man. Okay. Sure. And I want to make that clear that Freya in the real world will still survive, but like it's going to be like a shrine builder in the cycle sort of thing for her. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like it makes sense. Um, let's say that like partially what this does is um, I think that the resistance is also emblematic of this thing of like Freya wanting to like move on but knowing that she's abandoning something that like meant a lot to her. That is the thing that you're sacrificing. I don't want it to, like, I'm not a huge fan necessarily of people just, I, I know Z Zal just did this, but the kind of like self-destruction in order to protect other people is like really like a, a, a very common trope. Um, I think that like... Self-destruction to protect herself. Ah. You yeah, I, mean. I think I like that a like, lot. There's better. always going to be versions of Freya, yeah, that would be a pawn in this game, and she no longer wants that. And so this version of Freya is going to put an end to all yeah. of that. Yeah, and I think like um, just thinking about this, one of the reasons that Al doesn't sit as badly with me is a, I mean, he's not a PC. B, I think he didn't want to die, right? Like he wanted to live. He accepted, however, that that was like very unlikely. Right? Whereas in this case. This version of Freya is making an active choice, but she's making that choice 
betterment of herself in a way, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, seems like resolve. Mm, yeah, seems like resolve. I think I'm going to interpret this as level three harm to myself, by which I mean I'm going to be incapacitated from doing anything else except like fulfilling the thing that I think I need to. Oh, yeah. Do. X. There should actually be one more dice there because I think this is spiritual harm, okay. and we have an ability for that. Okay. If it had six. been another six, you would have like healed the stress, which would have been incredible, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think like uh, to be honest, my instinct here is to go very hard and say that like we're now at two six instead of three. Um, you can tell me if you feel that that's unfair because you are taking level three harm. Um, but it feels to me, I think it should be one yeah, tick. Sure. Actually. My feeling here is that like, it can't be zero because whether it should be two or one. And I wanted to advocate for two. And then like, if you think it should be one, that's fine for me. I think we should cut back now, but I think we have the scene and Joan, um, I don't think you are seeing this in the same way as everybody else is, right? Cause like you are not hurtling in that way. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I I have a I have a very dumb idea for how to set uh, this up actually for how to set Joan up <laughs> and this is let me remind you a screwy ghost field metaphorical dimension right so I'm throwing the 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 snake down towards the gates of death and it will see this like Udwasha and this great hole at the center of Udwasha and then we zoom out and we see that it is actually Joan's mouth so Wonder. I have my mouth, but, and you will scream. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. Because I think Joan's mouth is something else than like. It's not. I was death. going to yeah. say. I was going mm -hmm. to say that Joan explicitly does not want to eat the snake. Mm. Yeah. Because all the gods that she has eaten, mm. uh, and all the divine things that she has eaten or taken into herself, still remain mm. in the world. That's true. Um, yeah. But we yeah. are killing the snake, not. Keeping it in the world. It makes sense. We are breaking the cycle. Yes, we are not leaving a trace of it. Yes. Okay. It was just a, a mental image no, I had I think, in my head that I had. To I think it's it. a very yeah, it's a very good image. And I do want to like um, snap back here uh -huh. because because we've established that Zajidans died on this end, and that's going to have an impact on that yeah. end, which is why I want to go back there. Um, yeah. But I think it's useful. Uh, to keep like something like that image in the mind, because when we come back, it would be very cool to have something like that happen. Adit, is that yeah. your cat? That I is my exactly. cat, yes. Hey, Assalamualaikum to Adi. Uh, Assalamualaikum Adi. Walked, uh, I said that and he just walked away. So. Oh, it's no. these days. He's <laughs> no. going through his teenage phase. Yeah. Indeed, as he has been since yeah. day one. Um, <laughs> it's a cat that makes you expect he wants peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's where he took He came in, he meowed at me, and then he walked away. So um, yeah, I guess he got what he wanted. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Back oh. to it, I guess. Uh, indeed. Uh, <laughs> we are on. We, we cut back to this room. Uh, the inspector is on the ground. Um, Sophie uh, has um, tried to tackle her. Not Sophie. Maud has tried to tackle her uh, with some success. Mm. Uh, Abbas, you are on the ground with her. Um, yeah. Perhaps most importantly, as you are seeing your father, you are wondering what is going wrong. Um, Padmapriya is looking at him and like, in the, with the same kind of urgency as you, right? Just being like, come back to us, come back to us. And this is the opposite side of that death rattle, which is that you see him breathe out that final like, time. 
doesn't open his eyes. You don't get like a, a way to like necessarily talk to each other. But because you, you are connected to him, soul to soul and spirit to spirit, I think that like, because Zal knew explicitly that like it was very likely that he was going to die. And if he intended to die, he intended to do it in a way that saved your life. There's a moment here for you to communicate with him. There is a moment here for you to... You are not communicating with Zal. You don't know him. Says he, again, like he's done a lot of work here. You're going to communicate with that spirit of your father who made that choice uh, to save your life. Okay. I have, a, I have a moment for when this happens. Like I like this, huh? but I think a few th other things happen first. Oh, no, it? that's totally fine. The only thing I was going to say here is... Uh, right now, the way that communication is going to be is it's going to be very short. It's going to be like a single feeling. Um, but I think you can and you should roll to make it more than that. I think you should, like, there is a, a space here okay. to make it more than that. But, like, uh, the way that I'm thinking of this logic is he's he spread really thin. There's so much stuff he was doing. This was very important. So were other things. So you should do that. But, yeah. Okay. But, he, but he is dead now. Right? I mean, Zal died. I don't think that, like, I think uh, Vic has explicitly asked him to ensure that this would happen. I think he prepared that in that way. I think that, like, that is... Yeah. Uh, as a reminder, he dies, and he is supposed to take the Shrine Builder with him, which I don't think has happened yet, so I think we're still kind of in the gates yes. of death moment. Okay. If you guys don't mind me having the spotlight for a bit, let me quickly say what I do, and then oh, that's totally uh, fine. Tree, you can respond, and then you can be in that in that space for a bit okay i think uh first stage that happens with miraz is that i mean it's miraz he doesn't get it so he sees the dying breath and he looks at Padapriya excitedly and and says do you see he's breathing he's moving uh quick uh, and then he kind of like uh and then like he feels you know he feels the thing that you described and i think he knows what it is he, everyone does. I think it's like soul. Like, you know, every human being understands deeply. Like, if this were happened to them, uh, they would understand it. And he gets it, but I think he's just going to pretend he doesn't get it, as he kind of like is trying to, like, you know, uh, he's not like violently shaking Zajidun this time. He's kind of like uh, just talking to him, trying to let him up. And then uh, we hear the unmistakable sounds of bees approaching from every direction. As they start like creeping into, into the, into the laboratory, and I think that's when he gets it, and his immediate reaction is to, kind of, uh, he doesn't say anything. He just kind of like holds his father tight and tries to prevent any bees from getting onto his father. And I think in that moment where he's like, uh, tightly holding, uh, his father, I think then we can make the role for like, a deeper connection. Transmuted through the physical touch. Absolutely. I also think that trying to prevent the bees from getting at a body. It's a desperate it's... level action. Yeah. I think it's just to resist because like there's no success here, right? Or oh, is there? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's say that like you're gonna take level two harm. Okay. Unless you resist, so you should resist. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so that's prowess. Let me just. Should be prowess. Yeah. And this would be physical, physical... Harm, right? Yeah, yeah, physical harm. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah, it's. Oof. I do trauma out, but that's fine. Two, two one. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in fact, if you trauma out, that's like, I mean, a 
incredibly sad, heartbreaking. The chef's kiss on like the narrative arc. Yes, um, of course. And see, I think then, like, part of the being disconnected from the scene is this, the fact that you are, you've exited. Like, you are mm-hmm. in a, literally a different space. Plus, uh, Miraz is not the only one who has heard the bees. Yeah. I think Padma Mukhi shouts, like, she, she like it's, it's not a, um, it's a cry of grief and rage, and she... Nobody's like, I mean, you know, you, you stopped her from being shot, which meant that she could actually do the thing that she wants to do. Um, and what she's going to do in this moment is murder this inspector if she's permitted, right? Um, and the inspector is incredibly competent. Um, yeah. She's not fight off three people while on the ground competent, right? Um, even John Wick gets hurt in those films, right? Yeah. Um, <sighs> I mean, so murdering an inspector like, and Zajitana is dead. Murdering expect- yeah. an inspector in a very different level of emotional space is a terrible idea. Do not do yeah, that. I'm, like, yeah, while uh, I was narrating that, like, I'm thinking that uh, so Abbas is um, not watching, but like he's there while his brother is dying and he's just being dispassionately being beaten up by, um, um, by a cop. Yeah, by a cop. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, so if, if I'm uh, coming back, like, uh, if coming back from a trauma, I think, like, I, like, a bus is like enraged, he's gonna, he's gonna try to land blows too. Like, uh, you know, logic has gone out the window. It's like, my brother's dead because of you. Yeah. I mean, it could be, right? And I think in that position, I personally would just connect that. I wouldn't even be like, I would be like, if you'd waited five minutes, right? Could have prevented yeah. that. You didn't wait five minutes. In the larger systemic scheme of things. Yes. So, the larger systemic uh, scheme of things, five minutes is always useful. That's what I believe. Indeed. Um, so, so, yes, I'm, uh, do I'm, you I'm just to... going to with everything I've got. So. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, desperate situation. Mm. Yeah, of desperate course. situation. Yeah. Uh, you are now actually at great effect. Because uh, oh, okay. you can do this. A, I think great effect is necessary to murder an inspector, but you have that. And B, mm-hmm. even if somehow you fail, Mamuki is going to do it for you, right? Like, in fact, this is probably like a group action with your cohort, but this is not mm-hmm. second. Let me just look at um, your tier one. I think she will actually roll like zero dice because she's an elite adept. She's not an elite uh, bug. No, then one die. She doesn't get does this work? That like, if you try and roll something that's outside your expertise, you just roll zero dice? I think it may be that. Um, oh, I'm also going to be rolling zero dice, so this is not going to go very well. Oh, I think the thing the is... God can always help you for free, remember. The go- oh, a, yeah, the yeah. God can always help you for free. And let's be real, on a three, it's not that she's not going to die. It's that on a three, <laughs> it's that she's going to die in a really unhelpful way, and then you're also going to die. Okay. The role mm. here is not to see whether you can kill her, to be honest, because ah, there's too much going against her. Right? It's about seeing how messy it is, whether she manages to do something. Right? Like, she doesn't just walk into yeah, I mean, the door without being prepared, that kind of thing. Yeah. 
sure. I mean, l- luckily, I've just got a fresh stress bar over here. So much stress. <laughs> stress bar. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, 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 to be honest, given that you uh, have uh, just trauma it out, I think it's very. This this has to be the thing that you do. Okay. Um. So is um. So we're doing it as a group action then. Yeah. Uh. You could. You will roll zero yeah. dice for her and zero dice for yourself. You are leading. Uh, seems like either a wreck or a skirmish to me. So you both have zero uh, in. It's like skirmish to me. Yeah. Yeah, skirmish. Oh. I'll uh, push myself for a die mm-hmm. and then come up to a grand total of one for myself. Two. Ooh. Uh, you can yeah, roll the okay. two dice for her. Um, she could still roll two successes. Okay, I see. Uh, two okay. and a three. Oh. Um, mm. What is going to happen here is to go at her. Are you just beating her with your fists? Just uh, swearing, you know, uh, beating with fists, knees, every a- anything, uh, you know, just you, you fuck, uh, you, you come in, you kill my brother, one hundred percent, so on and so forth. Uh, yeah. yeah, and to be honest, Padmamukhi is in much the same state, and she is transforming. Uh, and oh man, can I resist this? Oh, but you should. Um, you can see, I think this is where, to some extent, she's losing control of herself. And the snake, which is not a single entity in that it can... So in the Bartimaeus novels, um, uh, Jeannie Bartimaeus says, oh, you know, people can only... Regular humans can only have one conscious thing at a time. You can read one line of text. I'm amazing. I can read five at once, all like under each other, right? Um, whatever that means. Yeah. What I mean here is that the snake, even as it is going through that battle and not doing super well, you know, they're rolling really well against against it, feels in this place. Amamuki loses herself to her grief and gives her even more power. And Padmamuki, who until now, like the transformation into snake has been so been able to like control it to, to a large extent, right? She's been doing it very carefully, very methodically. That's no longer the case. And now um, she uh, throws fangs and you see her sink, uh, her snake fangs into this woman's throat. And this is not something that she or her sister will ever really be able to recover from. So, you know, a good reason to resist this. Another good reason to resist this is that uh, this is, I'm going to take the reset clock. So uh, I think. Isn't the best reason to resist this that killing an inspector is a bad thing? You know, it is so funny. I actually, you know, I I suspect you'll survive somehow. But like for me, Padmamukhi becoming some kind of cannibal woman, that hurts so much more. And oh, I guess you killed a cop, right? Uh I mean, yeah, there are all these reasons. I mean, we are trying to, I mean, if not kill, like, beat the shit out of this cop for, you know, because we are blaming her. So I'm not sure why I would resist Padma Mukhi um, um, yeah. doing I think, that. I think, uh, like, the the inspector being killed, I don't think I can resist that, but I think I can resist the snake re- reaching out. I'm not in the scene, but I am with Absolutely. the snake. So I can probably, uh, like, if you want, I can do, I don't know if there are several consequences here, but I think I can uh, resist the part where the snake gets to do shit. The the, the three takes for the desperate consequence are her transforming fully. Mitigate that, you mitigate the transformation, 
so on. Um, as, and that's consequence one. Consequence two is the inspector dies in a messy fashion. And to some extent, like, because Abbas's solution, like, his intent was to murder her. You know, like, resisting that seems a bit... But, you know, if you want to do that, I think, like, you know, that's up to, like, how Adiyat feels about the fiction. I think that's not possible. Uh, Abbas, are you okay with me resisting the snake getting to do shit? I think that's my question. Cool. Like Abbas isn't isn't like necessarily wanting to kill the other. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's just like you know, yeah. Like it, it, it's it's his it's the most like it's the closest thing for him to sure. direct his grief mm-hmm. and anger okay. towards, right? So, then you yeah. can, yeah. Like, so I, let's say that consequence to consequence yeah, one can. to resist mm-hmm. is the absolute mm-hmm. fuck murder of this inspector, and consequence mm-hmm. two is the ticking of this clock via the and fictionally the transformation of Badmuki into like some kind of snake being. Um, okay. So, yeah, are, are you resisting killing the inspector then? Um, no, I'm not really con- uh, resisting killing the inspector, but I guess I wouldn't want Balamuki uh, to be like a cannibal snake woman. So, I guess that's what we're resisting. Okay. Well, I can yeah. do the resist, I think. Uh, yeah. And I have the bodyguard ability, so I'm plus one when I'm protecting someone else, I which so... I think that I am. I want to know. And what does this look like on that end? I mean, I, I have to know, right? Uh-huh. Like, Yeah, no, I think I sense the snake reaching out as I'm riding it towards the gates of death, right? And I think yes. I will just yeah. tell it like, in my commanding voice, like, oh no, you've meddled quite enough in the lives of others. That's what got you into this mess to begin with. <laughs> and I am just yes. going to Very tell good. it to stop. <laughs> yeah. Excellent, I love this. Uh-huh. Uh, seems like is all no well hmm. insight says understanding maybe you are understanding here yeah fair i'll roll with insight then i have a bonus dice though. you've got three dice in both i have an extra i have an extra bonus dice in resolve but it's fair i take a stress oh i see okay well one stress yeah Mm -hmm. yes and i'm going to Um, while i'm steering the snake towards death sternly tell it to stop being such a meddlesome and annoying individual excellent so I think in that case, I think the same same way as we spoke about it earlier. Well, I'm not taking level three harm. I think it's like for, down from three ticks to two ticks. Um, I think that the way that like that fiction worked yeah. with for Freya was very costly. This is not quite yeah. so costly. Right? It makes sense to tick the clock twice. Like Padmamuki does not become a monster, and the clock still ticks but slower. Yeah. I would like to resist that one, please. Okay. Because like. What appears is like the, the snake is getting closer to like getting us on, like using its power to get us on its side, right? And I think what we see is that Joan is going to not eat, but bite the tip of its tail. Um, okay. In a very symbolic way, because you know, you have that like the images everywhere of snakes eating each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think what the threat, the symbolic threat here is, is that if the snake starts consuming us and starts, like, by getting us on, by turning us into its allies, uh, then it's, it will itself also be consumed. Absolutely. Only by changing itself can it be permitted to change you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're very deep in a metaphorical dimension anyway. Um, 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, this is, um, it's phenomenology all the way down. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, an insight. Yeah. Makes sense. 
means five. And a five. So one fewer tick again. So we're down to one tick. So you're, you're at two now. Two ticks, yeah. Um, unless someone does something, and I don't know if anybody's in the position to... Constance Constable is going to bid farewell, and there's a ton of bees right here who are also going to head for her. Because she is also dead. At least in this case, I don't think she's... Okay, I think in this case, what's happened is not that, like... So Padma Mukhi has been prevented. In fact, I think she holds herself. Um, she's resisting. She's feeling, like, again, the solidarity, right? Uh, but I think what does happen, Abbas, is that you, like, punch her and her head, like, knocks back. The back of her head hits something sharp. Right? And it's an accident. It's not even... You didn't even mean to do it. Right? Sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes these things just, like... You fall and you, it's the worst, a very bad set of circumstances, right? She's okay. fallen. Question. Yes. So I trauma doubt, but mm -hmm. can I act in the scene? Or I'm just establishing. I think that uh, you, the way that I'm imagining the traumaing out is that, like, right now, it's your character, but uh, you are no longer in the physical space in this way to be able to, like, rationally do something. Um, mm -hmm. because you have just seen this happen. I think the reason that the role to try and like make that moment with Zajidan work uh, is that explicitly puts you even more outside the space that you're in. But mm -hmm. um, you haven't even really exited yet. Like, okay. it would be just, oh, can I do something now? There is some way you feel that Freya can resist somehow, because to be clear, Constable is Freya's explicit rival. It's not that you don't have a fictional permission there or the fictional like standing to do that. I at least it seems to me okay. like Miraz okay. is not in position. Dumb idea. Dumb ah. idea then uh, regarding Freya. If Constable dies in the temple, does she show up where Freya is? There's the gates of death right there. Do they cross through it? Um you can make that happen. So the reason I say this is that the way that I understand I'm this just asking because... if like if someone dies in the temple and we are here yeah. in this yeah, version sure. of Udoasha where we're seeing the gates of death, do we see them normally? If you know it could have been anyone else, right? No, great question. So the reason I'm saying this is so Vickers who explicitly said weird different Uduash. Right? Now yeah. succeeded at that, which meant that that did happen. Now is that weird different Uduasha uh, close enough to this reality that it can happen. A and B, people are generally dying. Does this now mean, and this can be true, that there are loads of ghosts appearing here, all heading towards the gates of death, and she's going to be mm -hmm. one of them? Or is it she's only... Yes, possible. Right? Like, even that is fine, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that is the way that this works. Yeah. So, actually, like, maybe because Constable dies and she's, like, physically close, suddenly you go from being in a, in a deserted Uduwasha of death to the washer populated by all of the ghosts who are dying all heading in right and she's going to be one of them so i think uh yeah so the fictional he positioning here is in the udu is a spirit well where in our version of uduasha the main uduasha a we could say hmm. uh constables if constable dies her body gets eaten by bees and her soul gets sucked into the udu in uduasha b the other version, where the, where the snake is, the Udu has been replaced by the Gates of Death. Right. And in that version, Constable's ghost would 
go through the gates of death. It's still it's the same thing is happening, but with a different fictional object as the locus. Oh, yeah. And I think Constable is the only one we see here because I think the reason we see her is that she died in the temple. Right. We don't see Zajidan because we already saw Zajidan die. Right. Sure. In Uduashapi. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I think uh, Const if Constable dies in Uduasha, we see her walking. We see her flying. We see her soul flying into the gates of death in Uduashapi oh. and no one else. Makes sense to me. Makes sense. For now. No. Yeah. If, if someone else dies, we'll also see them. Yes. Correct. Uh, isn't yeah. that handy? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I, if, if she does, like, is she walking through calmly? Is she getting sucked in? Like, how does it work? Do you think? What do I see? I think what you see is, um, and there's a couple of images that are very tempting, right? First one is in Pirates of the Caribbean three, uh, there is a scene where all of the dead are on these like little rowboats. They're sailing off, right? And they're very calm. Um, but there's also, in the Disney version of Hercules, a massive writhing soul storm of the dead. And they are both so fun, right? So, um, I haven't done a single paint the scene, I think, yet. Let's do that here, because I think it gives us a little texture, but also, it's been very breakneck. It might be nice to, like, take a step back. Um, oh. so, let's start with Adiat. Let's is the emotion on Constable's face when Freya sees her? So, um, I mean, for someone like this, it only has to it, like it can only be like if, she, if she's walking towards like gates of death, like it has to be like a, the kind of you know stoic kind of military funeral kind of expression, right? She did her duty. She died doing her duty. Yeah. Right. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Emma, I think that the dead, when they fall into the gates of death, are transformed into the version of themselves that they most see themselves as. What difference do you think we see in Constable from the way that we've seen her you know, alive in Uduasha? The version of themselves that they must see themselves as. So we know that Constable, that duty is one of the most important things yet. And but she, I think we see Constable not in the clothes that, she, clothes that she was wearing and not in the style that she appeared, mm -hmm. but like in the appearance and the uniform that was common two generations ago hmm. for people of her station. Uh, the bowler hat. Um, and it, yes, uh, and it gives her a certain old-fashioned stateliness. Uh, absolutely. She was always a much bigger fan of the pattern 68 bowler hat than the pattern 92 bowler hat. Mm -hmm. Indeed. <laughs> She's got a cape on. Um, Prince, like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Prince, um, when someone walks through the gates of death, someone has to let them in. Who is her key bearer? Who is her key bearer? Who is like the psychopomp? Uh, hmm. All right. So remind me, is she from Uduasha? She's not, right? She was assigned. She was assigned here. here. She's from the Imperial City. She spent some time in Duskwall. 
we spent some, spent some time yeah, across she the came empire. Here. Yeah, she came here pretty recent. Okay, so we don't know who this is, but clearly Constable does, right? And uh, this uh, this person is a very, very aged and grandfatherly looking mm. man. And uh, he comes kind of out of the gates of death. We're like falling and flying, mm. right? And at first you would expect that a woman like this, it would be a spirit warden, that he would be wearing a mask, mm. but he's not. He's a gondolier. He comes slowly paddling the gondola out. Yes, absolutely. I will tell you one more fact about him, which is that uh, one of the hands that he uses to paddle it is horribly mangled and burned. Lastly, uh, Clow. I think that in this place, as... And it is utter chaos. Constable is no attention to you whatsoever. Freya, I should say, whatsoever. Um, determined as she is to walk through the gates of death. Uh, but I think that there are there is a sign that she may still be able to be sent back somehow. What is that sign? Because it's the gates of death that are final. Everything before that is not final. What is the sign that of that lack of finality? This is going to sound very pretentious, but I'm going to go for it. Yeah, you should. Uh, as she's walking towards the gates of death, behind the Ashava mm-hmm. Mountains of Uduasha, uh, the sun rises. Mm. Are, you, are you sure you didn't mean cheesy? Ah, mm-hmm. pretentious, the sunrise? Mm, wow. You, you just spent too, much time, you spent too much time in academia, man. Uh, right. yeah. It's kind of like, so the idea here is more like, you know, be like uh, implying that, you know, there's some th- sort of like, I don't know, greater destiny or whatever. No, absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think you see this. And Freya, uh, because you're phasing in and out, uh, you have both an advantage and a disadvantage. The advantage is that you are not caught in that terrible storm that the snake and Joan and Vickers are all kind of like involved in. Um, but the disadvantage is that you can't just go where you want. You have to like hope that you get to the right place, right? You appear to not have exactly the control yeah. that might yeah. be ideal. I presume you want to resist the death, but how are you doing this? I think before the how, mm-hmm. let's establish the why. Which is, okay, so none of us have any particular sympathy for this person beyond, I guess, like just general human camaraderie. But if an inspector is murdered in the temple by someone who works for the temple and Abbas was beating her up, like mm-hmm. you can get away with killing a blue coat, but there's no way you murder an imperial inspector and get away with it. This is every every single one of us is going to jail and perhaps possibly also getting executed. I mean, it's the season finale, so, you know. Yeah, but like, that's maybe, <laughs> that's maybe not, the, you know, I'm happy with that happens in the sense that, you know, we can't prevent it, but I think Freya understands this uh, and I think she doesn't want it to happen. Okay. So I think she interposes herself between the, the black-handed gondolier and constable. And now that she's like, she's trying to divorce herself from like the Freya we know. Right? So now I think like Constable sees the Imperial Queen. Like in front of the gates of death, like she's kind of transforming into the versions, the coalescence of the version that has to die. So she only, she only sees this Coblin Queen. 
And I don't know if that makes Constable stop at all. Otherwise, I can oh, do something. I think it, it will make her stop. But I also think that um, you have a flash of insight here because you are royal. Like you have this like understanding of people who would be subservient to you. And I and I think you see that the gondolier does not want to take her through. Um, and if you step between him and her, he will and force her to look at you. He will not continue to proceed and drag her. He will wait. Um, and that would also give her pause. I think it's two things. I think first, if you resist, it doesn't go through the gates of that. She's here. That doesn't mean that she goes straight back. I think you have to do something else to make her go straight back also. You're mitigating the consequence, right? Like you're making it possible for her to stay alive, not necessarily like completely negating the fact that Abbas like did this and then she, you know, like all of those, that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think uh, Freya will stand in front of the inspector and say, have you been dismissed from your duty? My duty is to serve till the end of my life. And have you reached the end of your life? From behind you, I think the gondolier says, um, come on, Constance. Can't be kidding, right? You have to be kidding right now. Go back, you stupid woman. And this may be where mm -hmm. you should roll the resistance. But no, go on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm going to roll the resistance first and see. <laughs> yeah. It's Lol. Uh, mm. Double sixes. Oh, wow. Do you know, civilization mm -hmm. is not only coming to an end, mm -hmm. but also uh, Constance Constable is very clear that acronyms must be enunciated correctly. So if you, if you want to say them, you should say them. L-M-A-O. Right. L-M-A-O. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, if she's dying, we, we must respect we her. Should. But also, she's not dying. <laughs> so then we don't have to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm going to hold her by the shoulder and I'm going to say and I'm going to point at the snake and I say what do you see there? I think she looks up and it's really good that we're in deep metaphorical territory because like those people can be falling at a million miles an hour and yet be infinitely far away from where they're going right? she looks up and she says Ali, fight against the natural order. Who is fighting against the natural order? And she looks up and says, to be a housewife, a railjack. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize that the serpent was saying. I think you... No, no, no. Yeah, so no. I did, I did say constable. Because you were speaking to constable, right? Yeah, uh -huh. and constable is... I oh, and now the... the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. now the serpent is responding. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. This housewife, what is her name? Yeah. She's never going to forget, so she will say, Victoria Angeline Evangeline, Chakraborty, uh, E. Ashcroft. Heir to the Ashcroft name of Elysia of noble blood. What is your duty, Inspector? You should roll here, uh, because yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. you, this can work, right? You can convince her that duty is to turn around and help that woman and hopefully walk back into the world, right? But um, it is a role. There, there is risk. So, yeah, that's my... 
that is my gambit. Absolutely. Uh, risky standard. And I should, again, mm-hmm. I think, mention here that, like, I don't know if Zoheb is feeling this, but what is happening is that, so Constable is a PC campaign that Zoheb played earlier, and the Gondolier is, a, is my PC from that same campaign, cast in a very different style. And so being able to save Constable here is giving me loads of feelings, even though it doesn't really, like, make any sense in this campaign, because we barely knew her. Everyone's like, Plaza <laughs> is killing his characters. His characters <laughs> kill his other characters. No, she, I'm going to save she, her. She deserves better. I she deserves her. better. <laughs> and four pants off. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to right. push. Sorry for killing our characters. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. I don't care about that. I care about yeah. the fact yeah, that you're all going to go to see- that you not all get <laughs> executed. I am not emotionally attached to the lives of any of my characters, unfortunately. God princes. Um, okay, risky. Yeah, yes, risky standard. I'm going to put myself for an extra dice. Yeah. Oh. Four and four. Does my level three harm must pass through uh, the door coming here? I think that um, the gondolier will look up and say, um, "Old." Oh, she's exactly. Right thing, you said it. And like I think you can see her like the, the wheels are turning. And then I think he says, um, it's gonna be a lot easier if I take someone back through. If it's not her, it'd have to be you. Take it to Scovland, please, I say. With a smile. Laughs, um looks down in a little satchel, pulls out a ticket, has nothing written on it, and then he writes on it in a little with a little pen and he says, uh, admit one, has it to you. And he says, um, I've been to Scotland. It's fun. And then, and then I think he looks at um, looks at Constable and says, um, he says, Don't go gentle, Constable. Don't you fucking dare. Uh, and yeah, he will get you on this gondola, he will start, you know, pulling back and see her turn around and let out a sigh of, like, tiredness. Like, it's like, you know, it's not that she enjoys the duty all the time, necessarily, but she's filled with an ironhead conviction of that's what you have to do. The job is the job, and the duty is the duty, and that's what keeps the chaos at bay, right? And she knows that the duty is to save the heir of the Ashcrofts because if she dies, the Empire is seriously at risk. And that's what she believes anyway. We will see her turn around. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so lucky that we live in this metaphorical place because now she is falling along with you, the serpent. And we have now, I think, effectively cut back to the side, so we'll stick there. Because you see, Constance is like familiar to you, right? But it comes. Wait. I mean, like, have you seen her before? Or do you reckon you've never seen her before? Because, like, you have, like, uh... oh, no, you haven't. Yeah. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I mean, I, she's appeared in uh, the scores that Vickers has been in, but I don't think Vickers has any okay, idea who fair. this woman is. In that so. case. <laughs> That's why I was taken aback by the, okay, by no, the, the question. Yeah, no right? I was like, wait, do I know her? <laughs> but... <laughs> I think then you see a woman. Mm-hmm in an old-fashioned inspector's costume, kind of thing that your dad used to say, you know, that's when people had style. Mm-hmm. And she is falling 
you see Zajidan, by the way, like falling, like Zal uh, being thrown down into the gates of death. Um, I suspect that in a second, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, that gondolier will like take him as well. Um, and we see the woman turn up and look at the snake, look at the spear and say, uh, this area does not have a permit, I don't think, for an animal of this size. You feel like she's almost making a joke. Not something that uh, we would normally uh-huh. associate with her. I mean, I'm still yes. resting yeah. with this thing. I'm on its yeah. head holding on to the spear. <laughs> <laughs> twisting and coiling and I think Vickers will look up as he says this thing about the permit and uh, he says oh, oh, sorry, you will have to talk about my, to my husband about that, he handles all the paperwork, <laughs> bless him <laughs> and you're very lucky that she doesn't know, I mean like she knows you're Victoria Evangeline and you're, who, who your husband is, right, but she's not gonna yeah. so she says um, oh, uh-huh. I suppose the only way to do that is to Turn to from whence we came. I mean, what is the plan here exactly? I'm sure you'll find all the paperwork is in order. Whatever Miraz is up to, it's all perfectly legal. It may look suspicious, but he will have filed everything correctly. And I think <laughs> that is actually true. Like, whatever this weird contraption that Miraz has built, it may be that the device itself is illegal, but I think given how conscientious he is, Probably all the components. Apart from the glove box, which has been set. So part of why I was yeah, so stressed. Yes. Part of why I was so stressed is not just that I was putting it all together, but I was also doing all the documentation as I was yes. doing it at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So I'm I'm setting this up for you know this all to be <laughs> yeah. resolved as a big misunderstanding. Uh, um, <laughs> the glove box is the is only dead. part of this machine that is not on, that will not be filed in your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> the joke is, as everyone knows, this is exactly oh, no. what I do in real life. Uh-huh. Um, well, uh, so does she say anything else to me after she, she questions uh, me about the paper? She will or? say, um, get this sorted out after we, after we do this, shall we? But I'm very conscientious, and simply because you are a noble and I am oath sworn to ensure your protection does not mean I will give you any lenience. Um, I think what is happening here is that she does recognize that, like, this is not a negotiation that can happen right now while the snake is attempting to murder you. But she is not about mm-hmm. to let even a snake prevent her from making clear to you that this is not favoritism. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, what a, what a respectable woman. <laughs> she's, she's, she's great once you get to know her, okay? Yeah, exactly. I'm really impressed with her. I've just <laughs> met her, but I already like her. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, uh-huh. How are you going to deal with this murderous snake? It really wants to eat you. Yes, well, I don't know if I'm delivering the coup de grace or if Joan is. Because it only has two ticks left. It right? does only have two ticks I left, think, you're not wrong. I think, like, Vickers has got this. I do have one... Oh, no, wait, sorry. I have one, two, three, four, five ticks left on this snake. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah, what? the two ticks was the right? reset. Reset went back down to two ticks. Yeah, but I I got a success at driving it towards the gates of death. Did that not tick the thing? Oh, maybe I didn't tick that. Wait one second. Yes, no, you are correct. Um, and it's a standard effect, so it's plus two. You're three ticks away. Okay, three ticks away. Okay, cool. uh, you can do your thing first, then, Joan, if you have another narrative beat to deal with, yes. and I'll wrestle the snake, I guess. Because I think Joan has perfect confidence in Vickers' ability to like 
steer a giant murderous god snake into the gate of death, mm-hmm. uh, into the correct hole. But the gates of death are sh- shattered, and we saw that these are shattered too. And of course, we can't have the snake thrown into the gates of death and then immediately climb back out as a ghost snake. Um, mm-hmm. So what Joan is going to do is she is going to do a little uh, a little warding ritual that she learned long ago as a real jack, where she stabs the snake with a knife to take some of its blood, and she is going to use that blood to bind her uh, spirit beam charm to it, and then jump off to hang the spirit beam charm on the gates to effectively shut them specifically to the snake. Okay. So Excellent. The snake won't pass through the gates of death. Is just going to crumple against them? No, no, no. She's going to close the, the door behind him. Ah, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Uh, this is like two actions, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's a lot, but it could be one action if it's a group action. Well, right. I haven't I haven't thrown the snake in yet. Oh. I feel like what you are doing is just setting me up by by like strengthening the gates. Yeah, sure. I'm preparing the ritual so that yeah, once it's like... in, it's mm-hmm. done. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a setup action. I don't have to wrestle it in. I just kind of have to throw it in, and then the ritual will take care of the rest. Yes. Makes sense. Okay, so so okay, let's frame it as a setup action. Uh, let's say that mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna have to push here because the, the the ritual can work. But you are only a limited effect because it's not designed to work on God. Um, yep, that makes sense. Uh, so I think desperate limited. Um, and I think that if you like, hey, tell me something about this ritual, which is like normally like uh, like all the rituals are weird and shit, right? Like, and we don't really have time to like go into it. And also, technically, you need the ability, but I'm not really worried about that. The only thing I want to know is, mm-hmm. um, what weird th- thing does it normally cost you? Ooh. Um, I think normally, so normally this is like, you put it on a place toward a ghost. I think normally you are binding your own spirit to it as well, your own intent to Oh it. man, and okay. The intent that you do means that you can't go very far away from the spirit. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah, anymore. yeah. I think in this case, and this is particularly costly to you, right? Is uh, is that you appear to be binding yourself in some way to this snake? Um, mm-hmm. And what that means is that, like, you absolutely risk being unable to like get its influence off of you, even though you have been very adamant that like you, you are not going to consume it, you're not going to let it like you're not going to internalize it in any way, right? You risk some of that internalization now. Wait. Wait. I have a different okay. idea. What if normally this only works, this works on ghosts mm. because you have the, the intent of a human-style ghost, like the human power spirit bound ah. and that can't move you far away. What if instead I bind the intent of the god of yes. kings to, okay. to the, king, the kingfish yes. meaning that I can no longer access the power uh, because it remains here. That makes sense. So I think... Yeah, killing two goats with one stone, yeah. I like it. Uh, and I think that, like, basically, 
on anything less than a success, uh, yeah, you will lose the voice of authority. But unfortunately, if you do it perfectly, you will have access to the ability. You just may not have access to the divinity, right? Like, like so mm-hmm. you, you are still going to be locking the divinity away. But you may also lose access to the ability depending on how this goes. I think makes sense. Sure. All right. Um, let's see. Set of actions, rule-wise. Do they have uh, position and effect? No, no, they still have a position and effect. They're just yeah. like normal. So basically, you're at Desperate Limited and you basically need to push to get to standard. Yeah. The only thing, rule-wise, is that like there's a weird thing of like set of actions have to improve either the position or the effect of the next role. So what does that mean in terms of like, is that minimum effect standard? Is it limited? We don't know. The way I've mostly done it is that like, you have to be a standard effect in order to assist in this score because yeah. you're fighting a gut. I think in other situations, even limited, we're kind of like, well, it kind of makes sense. Don't worry about it. Right? All right. So I'll, I'll push for standard effect. And this is what happens. It's an achievement, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, it should be an attune roll. That must be a desperate attune. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is there a devil's bargain anybody can think of? I think it's fine. You've got a bunch of attune dice. Yeah. Right? You don't necessarily need another one. Yeah. I think this is fine. I'm just gonna run it. Mm-hmm. Fine. Oh. Sure? It succeeds, but yeah. oh, there is a consequence. Apparently. I apparently decided that I would think... be tinker before I. Uh, yeah. Before all this, that's all right. It's fine. I think that, like, uh, you don't just lose the ability. I think you lose your voice. Oh, damn. I think it's so simple as to... You are at, like, desperate, right? And mm-hmm. you are trying to steal away something that is so true about yourself and the world, right? Like, that, like, you can command attention by merely speaking. Like, before a resistance, what is happening here is... Um, is robbed from you the ability to use your voice in any way. Right? Um, maybe, like, with effort, you can, like, whisper a bit. Maybe with effort, you can make yourself heard. And to be clear, if you learn sign language, you will be perfectly able to communicate. However, I think in this, in this place, explicitly, you're binding the intent of the divine, and the intent of the divine is not just authority, it's also voice. So I think it's that. Yeah. I think okay, this is a big. This is a this is a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think, of course, Joan doesn't fully understand what is going to happen to her, mm-hmm. but she feels that as she is binding this part of the divine outside herself, it threatens to also pull a part of herself with it, and having had the experiences that she has had in the past few days, she will not allow it. She will fight Very fair. And Very fair. she yeah. will... Yeah, she'll, she'll resist. It will be an insight resist. I have two stress left. If okay. I trauma out, it's my fourth trauma. Okay. I mean, yesterday you said it's dramatic. That's why we do this. Exactly. And I feel the same way as I did yesterday, which is I am full of tension. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. me too. It's, it's a, a six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No stress. <laughs> no stress. All's well that ends well. Amazing. I mean, 
Yeah, uh, nothing can stand up to the force of Joan's will, I guess. I think, um, I, I, I assume that she still loses the ability to... Yeah, lose she still loses the ability. Yeah, yeah for sure. Keeps mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like <laughs> that, that pull that you feel when you lose your part of yourself and you refuse to... Uh, I like this idea that like you just say the word no and the ability to say no is exactly what you've kept. Yes, um, Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. And having done this, Vickers, yeah. you and yeah. this woman are both fucked in battle mm -hmm. uh, with the snake. And you have a moment here. Yes. So I have a pole arm. It has a blade on the end, a pretty big blade, as has been established. And it's for the moment stuck in the snake. And I'm going to pull it out here. And then I'm going mm -hmm. to hack into the snake with it. And this is like a metaphorical realm, so I can cut through it. And oh. Joan, Joan can read the snake skin. And I think now we see, or Joan rather realizes, although Vickers kind of knows, that along the entire length of the snake is a long chain of the names of the shrine builder. Yes. It is inexorably tied to the snake, and its names are written in an unending chain along the yeah. snake's body. Yeah. And I am going to cut it apart. I am, as I said, breaking the cycle. I am breaking the yes. chain. And I am breaking Shrine Builder. One billion percent. Yeah. And so I'm going to hack apart the snake to break the chain. And I think this is also the only way it can actually fit through the gates of death, right? You have to actually break the cycle before it can die. So I'm using my ability. You know the secret ways to wreck ancient powers, forgotten gods, or demons ending them. Oh, this is too good. Yeah, okay. It's called the Destroyer. And uh, yeah. Desperate. Uh, um, and the only other time I'm going to say this. Up. Uh, yep. I think you're at standard because um, of the setup, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know exactly how to do this. You have the ability, right? Yeah, desperate standard. Um, you can even push for great effect, whatever that means. Yeah, well, I need great effect to finish the clock, don't I? Oh, yes, so... you do, because you're only two ticks away. Yeah. Mm hmm. So I will have to spend stress mm -hmm. to do this. And yeah, I, think, I guess that's it. Hmm? I think what will happen here is, uh, again, um, she's going to act as your cohort uh, in this case. Uh, by her, I okay. mean constable. And mm -hmm. um, she's very able, but she is not a god killer. So I think in this case, we have like one die. Yep. Right? I, um, will, I will, you know what, I will also take the assist from our deity. I haven't taken it yet, and I feel like this is where it makes sense. So I'm going to give myself a bonus dice from that. Uh, and I think, okay, just to in, just to further the symbolism of me being the destroyer, I think the, the bonus from my god comes a symbolic power of not only am I cutting apart the snake, but then I am going to dance on its corpse. Mm. Oh. Like, Shivers, you've destroyed me. Excellent. Uh -huh. Very good. Yeah, appropriate. A plus. A five, five, a three, and a four, and Constable gives one die, right? Thanks from Constable. <laughs> Why is Constable the first one? Constantly excellent. Uh, uh, yes. I mean, I was just thinking, okay, desperate. Like, I mean, he, he, clock's finished. How cool would that be? And then Constable uh -huh. just turns up like a boss, right? Okay. Yeah. Her first name is Constance. Uh -huh. Constance Constable, yes. Um, yeah. It's always consistent. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think you so cut. I cut the snake. I cut the serpent apart, 
and I uh, I will step, uh, my bare feet will trample its body into the dust and into the gates of death as I dance. What kind of dance is it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> probably some sort of fucked up ancient temple dance that is, you know, I'm in the realm of the metaphysical, so this is probably not even possible to do in the physical realm. <laughs> Whatever the hell we can do. Somehow you have, you have, you have uh, more limbs than you should. Yeah, it's um, like uh-huh. all the vultures are dancing at once. Yeah. yeah 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, the reason that Constable gives you the sex is that as you do this, like, this thing of breaking the cycle resonates in her, and she's got a massive eye for detail, and what she's going to do is, as you cut the snake skin apart, she finds that one scrap which has Miraz's name on it, and uh, in one flash, grabs it, and then like, makes sure that it, it's only Miraz Chakraborty on, on it, right? Like, yeah, and she Perfect. keeps that, yeah. and she's like, "Well, we're not gonna gonna get rid of this one. This one's fine, right?" Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, that was what that was the consequence here, right? I was <laughs> figuring this could actually harm Miraz, which I was totally going to resist. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't she... have to because Constable Constable has my back. She always gets her man. And she, I think she looks uh-huh. at it, and she looks up at you and says, um, "Cannot permit anything to happen to your husband before I get a chance to question him." Shall we return? Yeah. Is, is I, everything done? Yeah. yeah like... I, will, I will look at her in like my cosmic every incarnation self. Yes. And I'll say, oh, nothing will happen to him. Don't you worry. <laughs> Love is the most dangerous power in the universe. Oh, excellent. Actually. Very good. We're, we're just going straight for it, huh? Yeah. A plus. Um, yes. There's a, yeah. There's a very good uh, Sophie poem I'm reminded of here where... Oh, like the the last line is something like, um, "Why should I go to see God? God, if he wants to see me, he should come in the form of the person I love." Right? Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that then we can cut back to uh, Miraz, right? Because we still have now this opportunity to speak to Zajidan, and the the snake has gone through. Um. And again, really good that we're in metaphysical land because while the snake has gone through and the gates are shut behind it, it's not shut for everybody and it is not shut for Zajidan because he has yet to pass through. And the gondolier mm-hmm. and Freya are in conversation quietly at one side waiting for him but not rushing him in any way, right? They, they, they know that there is something about to happen here. And you should roll and I think the roll here will tell us exactly how this goes because there's, I think there's a roll. I think you are in a desperate position. And mm-hmm. I think the desperate level consequence is that you will not speak to your father and you will speak to Zal instead. Okay. Mm, consort? Ah. ah. Right? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Ah. Right? And uh-huh. If this is a role, then I am totally assisting you, yes. by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, get you in touch with your father. Ah. I think that I'm doing that by, at this point, I'm just kind of doing that by, like, bending time. Space and yeah. time. Yeah, that doesn't fit. I do love that, but I have not yet used my. I mean, I think I think now it's my turn to get the yes. gods' favor. Yeah. Oh, true. And, I, true. and I think that's that's more resonant. If, if yeah, that's that's right. hmm? yeah, makes sense. Take okay. the assistance from the deity. Cool. Okay. Uh, is concert okay, or would that even make more sense? I think both work. I think that if you're consorting, 
Let me say this. I think if you're a consorting, you will get in touch with A Zajitan, no problem. I think if you're a tuning mm -hmm. uh, on a full failure, it's possible that you don't get in touch with anyone, right? Because you are trying to find exactly mm -hmm. the right person. The consort seems to be like you're relying on okay. your connection, so you will find someone. Yeah. I think concert is the one that makes the most sense here versus like supernatural yeah. power. Okay. So desperate level con uh, concert mm -hmm. with standard effect. A bonus die from uh, a dice from God. Dice from God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Devil's bargains. And devil's bargains. So many offer up, and yet here we are. I think that a very standard devil's bargain here might be that you have this moment, and then you forget it. The feeling remains, mm. but the exact details you won't be able to recall them. Oh man! Like one of the reasons I'm offering this is that I think it's super interesting. Yeah. Way, right. Mm. No, I think I want to keep the thoughts that will yeah. come here. I will have a push myself. Yeah. So two bonus dice. Ooh, incredible! You can read both of them. I think the logic. Yes. Consequence yeah. here, right? Like you are not like mm -hmm. you can meet both the one who. Uh, sacrificed soul and the one who sacrificed his body, uh, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, though in this case, they did both, right? So we see Zal and look up, um, spirit mask in one hand, the weird lightning hook in the other, and he puts both of them back. He like folds them up, right? And he takes out uh, a candle. The candle is inside like a jar opens the jar and brings the candle out and this is unlit and he lights it. So when the candle is lit, we see the others Ajitan come into view as if the candle is the thing that's drawing light on him. They look at each other uh, and just a moment of like, well, that's what happened. Like, Zajitan completely understands like, oh, okay. I get it. I don't need more to be explained. You know. Um... And he looks at his alter self and he says, uh, my son will be along shortly. And yeah, I think you can mm -hmm. And how do I arrive? I think you should tell me this, right? Like, I think, do I just... um, mm -hmm. because it's divine intervention. Escalator. I take the escalator down here. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it's like, there's no fanfare. It's not fancy. Just, just riding down an escalator. It's actually... It's exactly as boring as it should be, and I love it. Very good. They both look up at you, and Zal says, um, I always imagined my children would be somewhat taller. And then Zajidan kind of just laughs. And as, as you approach, I think Zajidan will like take you into his arms and like uh, hug you like long and true. Yeah. And say, I'm proud of you, my son. And I think... For the only time in his life. Uh, so we have seen Miras be self-possessed <laughs> um, only when Shine Builder is actually possessing him. Otherwise, he has no idea what the fuck's going on. But this time he gets it. He's like, he holds his father. There's tears in his eyes. But like, he's not like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> why, is there, why are there two of you? <laughs> Which is what he would do in any other circumstance. But he hugs Zajidan. 
and then he draws Zal into an embrace as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then he stands in front of the both of them, such that he can look at them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "I came back to try to save your life, and in the end, you saved me." And Zal, I think, used to being a dad. He kind of like stumbles over his words, and then Zajidan will kind of like pat him on the shoulder, and he will say, "Coming back did save my life." It did. I think Miraz then says, "There's so many things that I want to tell you, to ask you, but there's never going to be enough time. I understand that now. You told me on the on the balcony a few months ago." that you're getting old and this is just what happens and i did a lot of things after that hoping that well that you were wrong but there but you were right and no matter what we do there never is enough time to say everything i think zal at this says there is enough time in the things that matter that is why you were here you're right and i turned to zaddan and i say i ha- i i love you father i love you more than words can say miraz and mm-hmm. tell your wife and my brothers tell padma priya and padma mukhi tell dr triparna i know she worked very hard Tell them that they should not miss me too much. Can I ask you for two things before you go? That I have is yours. Just advice, just words, and then he kind of gives a smile because we established that words aren't enough. But yeah. what else do we have? Yeah. Give. Can you give me some? Uh, Uncle Abbas isn't here. I and I am, and. It's not. It's not quite fair on him. He's known you longer. He's loved you longer, and I know he would want to be here. Can you tell me something or give me something from you to him? I think Zal will do this. I think, and I think he says, um, "Love is not a thing that one can measure or compare." Love my brother. I have known him all my life, and I love you. And I have known you. He looks like he pretends to look at his watch, and he says, "Maybe ten minutes." <laughs> uh, and I think he, I think he says, um, "When I was a child, Abbas and I used to run up and down the temple, creating havoc." And you know, our parents would get very upset with us. whenever they would shout at us we would be in our room feeling terrible abbas would look at me and and ask me whether you know okay paya did we do something wrong i never had really the heart to tell him that maybe jumping off the balcony was a terrible idea pai if your abbas is anything like mine to tell him that i never regretted a second of it 
would jump off that balcony again, if I could. I will tell him. And then Miraz gives a smile. So we established that Zajidan is an artificer. And I've decided that he is that he has always been a watchmaker. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the perfect thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to look at the watch that Zal is wearing, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask for it. Yeah. And I think Zajidan actually like was also looking at it, and he says, uh, "Oh, can I have that for a second? Uh, no, Zajidan speaks in an Indian accent. Sorry. Um, he says, uh, oh, let me look at that. And because you're, you're in a metaphorical space, um, he hears at the watch, turns it over, you know, and he's got like somehow tools, mind control, all of this. He opens it, and I think he engraves on the inside a, a little, like, like a little snake, like a snakelet, right? Um, and underneath he writes from one father to another. Uh, and then he, you know, closes everything back up, probably tightens a few screws because you can never not do that kind of thing, and hands it to you and says, Don't follow me before you have your own kids, huh? You deserve that torture. He says it like with tears in his eyes and like, yeah, he's smiling, but like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think he's also Miraz's eyes are also full of tears because actually he wanted to give the stub bus, yeah. but now he can't. No, he can't. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and I think probably it's okay. Um, yeah. Probably they yeah. knew, right? Like that you were trying to like do that, and they were like, "No, I mean it's it's grievous his and yours is yours, and you can't like try and make up for it preemptively." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think. Th- uh, Miraz kind of looks at the watch and then he says and the other thing I was going to ask you for I realized I don't need and then he smiles I think Zajidan says um, you can have it anyway if you want oh just uh, uh, well I have it anyway that's the thing and he smiles I was going to ask if you if like whatever I do next I have your blessing, but I'm going to be presumptuous and assume that I do. I think uh, he laughs and he says, um, no, I would never have dared get my father and imply that after this, I was going to make love to somebody, but changes in the air. Then Miraz kind of gives a smile and says, I want to stay here much longer. I want to stay here forever, really. But I think there's a woman with an open wound on her throat whose life needs to be saved so that our so that my uncle and your brother does not go to prison for the rest of his life. <laughs> I think he says, um, that would be bad. And then he turns around and looks at the gondolier and prayer. says, um, I think we've kept our passengers long enough. Currently, we're going to Scotland. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they both give you one final hug, and they, uh, you know, get on this gon- gondola, and 
I think you you see it go into the distance. It will feel like forever, uh, and it will feel like not long enough. I'm backing up on my escalator. The stair can go two ways. Excellent. Amazing. Very good. Oh, what a touching, touching scene. Thank you. I, know, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed both of them, actually. Oh, um, really nice. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. And I get to keep the watch. I get to keep the watch. Yeah. Epic loot dropped. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it'll give you a plus one to your timekeeping, which is really annoying because it means you're always going to be one minute early. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So I guess I emerge back into reality with like a. It's you know it has the same energy as that like uh, community. Yes, yeah, indeed. With the f- now when Troy comes in, <laughs> he's like, what the hell has happened? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think what has happened actually... But I'm happy to specify. Uh, ...is that, like, when these guys come back, con- Constable's soul comes back into her body, right? So I think what's happening is that actually Padmapriya and Padmamukhiya are like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Trying to, like, revive her in some fashion, and then it turns out they actually can, even though the blow should have been fatal. It's a miracle. I think it's Dr. Tripper Nassan. Oh, of course it's. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, that's what she was doing. Get out of my way. That. That's what she was doing all along. Okay. That's what she was doing all along. See, and you don't um, forget her. I, I very much imagine that what happened is when um, um, Constable uh, came back to life, as it were, she took a sharp like inhale of breath, and I was like, oh, you're back again, and you all enjoy killing me a second time. And then, like, they, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Too. yeah. Like, drag him away, like, not... Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Um, I guess, like, so now, um, Joan and Vickers, do you make your way back in a very normal and, you know, mundane fashion? I think we emerge from this, like, black void in the sanctum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The sanctum has this black void, so we just kind of step out of the step well, and... uh, Vickers has a slightly puzzled look on her and goes, well, that was all very strange. Let's never speak of that again. <laughs> she brushes her <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, are you quite all right? From her. Yeah. Well, I'm still not entirely clear on why we did that, but it was obvious that you all thought it was the right moment. Yes, I... I've grown rather tired of old bad habits repeating themselves. Well. It does feel freer yeah. now. This whole yes, place. It does, doesn't it? I suppose we'd best go see to Miraz. I imagine he must be quite shaken. Yes, yes, we should. And so we will, we will go do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be clear, it is absolute chaos. Uh, I think Padmapir and Padmamuki are uh, trying to uh, calm down both Maud and Johannes. Um, Inspector is dazed and confused. She's had a very weird near-death experience that she doesn't necessarily know actually happened to her. So, um, Tripadna Sen is like washing her face and is like just take long, deep, calm breaths. And Miraz is just, I don't know, vibing. Sabas also doing I, vibing I, like I think, like what is I think, the... I, I think what I'm doing is 
I, I go up to Abbas, actually. Yeah, they should have a conversation. Yeah. Is Abbas like, ah, I'm gonna fucking go! How's no, Abbas reacting to this? Like, some time has passed, right? Because uh, yeah. Jabarna Sen has tweeted uh, Constance and this sitting down. I think Abbas is just kind of sitting down and like... Uh, what's happened with Zalijan's body? Have the bees come and... I think not. So I think what happens here, if I may, yeah. is that the bees aren't quick. Takes a while. They covered the entire body, and then they just slowly eat the body. They don't get. I don't think they eat the bones. The bones are taken away by the Rakshasas. So I'm sure we're going to see Daddy Denda in a few. And I think prior to this conversation, like prior to the experience that Mira's had, he would have probably been like, "No, I want those bones. You can't. You can't. You, yeah." But now he's like, I think now he's gotten. He finally understands what. All of this is about the it's like people die, they move on. The death seekers bees shroud the corpse so that you know essentially you can't even see that there was a person there. Like you the memory is erased. And then there's the bones and then they're cast into the Udu. And that's it. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm gonna say that in uh Arabia, like it is probably like like when when someone dies of natural causes, like it, it is or not when when someone dies and you're like present, like like it is uh, customary. Like you you wait until the bees come. Like that's the custom. So, Abbas is there, right, waiting for. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bees have arrived, I think. Right. I think now. Yeah, we're just, yeah. I, I would Move. say that like it's custom to like watch right. the process happen, like right. a sign of respect, right? Right. Okay. So I think uh, Mira's also joins, mm. and he's looking. He's not like calmly, dispassionately watching. It's still, you no, know, it's meant, to, it's meant to be difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's upsetting. And I think he puts his arm around Abbas. Uh, Abbas is very surprised with this uh, sign of affection. Like, oh, because, uh, um, uh, did 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 you did you talk to him? Did he did he say anything? He told me it's a good idea to jump out of windows. Oh. Huh. Yes, uh, it looks like he's jumped out of one himself in in a in a manner of speaking. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I had I really know what to say in this uh, situation like this. Uh, how how are you? How are you? Because I I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I mean, I've been. Expecting some him to go for a, a a long time. He's been sick for a very long time, doesn't even before before we told you and before you came back. But when it happens, it's never like what you imagine. Um, yeah, he says, and uh, I think Miraz just says yeah because Abbas has been there. Like when Abbas has seen his parents die, he's seen many friends die. Abbas has probably. Abbas remembers like Miraz's mom dying, which Miraz yeah. is something we don't talk about anymore. Anyway, it's not important for us, but like, yeah. So, this is probably the first time someone important to Miraz has died that he has been cognizant of. Yeah. But, but please go on. I, you know, Miraz, I know that we don't always uh, get along. And, uh, and but I, uh, this may not sound like much to you, but, you know, I've, I've always, um, uh, you know, 
I, I've always loved you, you know, as... I love you too. Like, I, you know, I never had any children of my own, and... But I never felt like, you know, once you came back, uh, and while you were here as a kid, I never felt like I was missing out, because, you know, you were here, and I want you to know that I'm, I'm here too, for... You know, for anything that you might need. Like, you know, we will, I'm sure, uh... Uh, disagree, and I'll annoy you, but you know we are we are family, and we'll always be here. Yeah, and I think Miras kind of just looks at the bees, and he just nods, and he doesn't say anything because uh, what he because now is not the right time to ask him. So about me moving back to Dustwell. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh-huh. Maybe this should be when uh, because and yeah. Joe. Uh, yeah. reappear. Yeah. yeah. We can even so, epilogue that. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had clarified you you do not want to move back, right? You said you want to stay. No, I, I, sorry? Did you... What did you say to Sajidin? You said you wanted to stay. Oh, no. I meant stay in that moment. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. But no, I think... Um, I mean, we, should, we probably would roleplay the conversation. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, Vickers comes back and uh well vickers and joan come back into the room and see all the chaos and uh, like all the wiring all the machinery the inspector being tended to and being rather dazed and vickers looks at her and kind of raises an eyebrow like oh well that's odd her again yeah and then uh, we'll walk straight up to miras and uh, and embrace him because i mean she can see what has happened right it's Plainly obvious. I don't even think she says anything. She would just walk up and like hold him. Oh, oh, oh. oh. And where, where were you, my love? What? Uh. Oh, I was in the temple praying. Oh, <laughs> at least I think that's what that was. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, um, because he, he just naturally assumes you are praying for Sajidah's recovery. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to tell you, but and then he kind of like gestures at the. Bound of bees. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, darling, it was always a long shot. We both knew that. I... Yeah. Yeah. You did the best you could. I did. And that's the important thing. And then he nods. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think you would have wanted it this way. Well, maybe aside well, from that woman, I don't know her, but. Uh, Other than that, he was surrounded by people he loved. <laughs> uh, yes, so how much pull do you have in Imperial City? Oh, well, I'm sure I can put in a good word or two with the diplomats. Because I think we may have to smooth over a spot of uh, assault on a police officer and attempted murder. Don't From behind attempt- you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think v- Vickers turns and says, hold on, are you telling me this woman attempted to bundle no, no. in here and arrest someone in the middle of a scientific experiment? Uh, How irresponsible. Yeah. Yes, that, that is what happened. Uh, uh, you, you, you go. You, you, you go deal with her. Go on. <laughs> yeah, and I think Vickers will approach her with exactly this energy, right? And be like, well, I perfectly well understand you have a job to do, but do you realize how dangerous this scientific equipment is? And, and uh, she's just going to yeah. say... Mm-hmm. Lady Ashcroft, this is Can precisely she speak? why. Uh, she's trying. I uh-huh. don't know if she's succeeding. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this is precisely why 
it's very important to and then she's like dropping off and you better like slap her because if people go to sleep when they have a concussion it's really bad yeah no i will slap her and i will i, I like shake her awake and i would say like <laughs> well anyone can see it's plainest day here that there's been a terrible accident and you really ought to have been more careful and i'm just going to basically tell her this is not, <laughs> not so much Vicar's lying and just her believing this is what happened right she obviously ran into the lab and there was a terrible accident this has happened before and i'm going to convince her in fact that okay. it's not that someone attacked her it's that she ran in here and she clearly had some sort of bizarre accident why else would she have visions of snakes in wells and weird shit she probably must have inhaled something dangerous <laughs> Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, for the first time in this session, you are in a controlled position. This is uh -huh. because you are gaslighting a woman who, with a concussion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> controlled standard uh, to tell her what has happened. And, uh, and Mira's kind of hobbled. He kind of like comes over and he hands me something and he says, and these are the smelling salts that uh, Dr. Chipernason recommended for uh -huh. the inspector. It's transporter. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so you're assisting me? Yes. Great. And obviously I'm rolling command. I don't think this is swaying. I'm lecturing her. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. Control uh, so standard. standard you said? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'll roll it. I'll roll a six. So. Casual. I mean, why do we bother yeah. rolling on the show, really? Yeah, what I want her to believe is that, you know, maybe we're still liable for having an unsafe lab, but like clearly someone didn't attack her. Clearly this is, you know, the dangerous fumes or whatever she ran into and she had a terrible fall. <laughs> yeah. You know, there might be some consequences for us. You know, we might get a write-up on like less than safe lab equipment, but there's no assault, no attempted yeah. murder, nothing like uh, that. No, 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 no. Nobody thinks that you've invented a machine that can uh, kill Halloween. No. You better put that away quite quickly, by the way. Um, it didn't yeah. work, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's only batteries. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will point, I, I will say only one thing here is that it didn't work clearly. But Triparna Sen is the kind of person who will say, it didn't work. So clearly, I need to work on it more. And if nothing happens in about six months, she will have fully functioning the hollowing machine. Because all you need yeah, to do is fine. try it again. Like, there is nothing wrong with it. You can, she, she, she's welcome to my documentation. That's fine. Excellent. It didn't work. I don't care. I'm, I can't patent to this. Yes. Um, it turns out that your revolution has a important and powerful new prong, uh, which, uh -huh. <laughs> which is de-hollowification. Fucking lucky. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Getting okay. out from, the, from under the church. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think, let's see. We have not had... So I think Amira's kind of like sees Joan, walks over to her, and he says, Oh, hello there, cousin Joan. I don't know if you heard, but Baba died. She has... Baba died. Hmm? Sorry, Please go ahead. I'm just muttering to myself. She has been kind of hovering, not physically, but like, you know, in the social hovering way. Listen, um, at this point, it could. I'm prepared to believe anything of this person. This is this is why I am clarifying. Yes. Um, <laughs> she has been kind of kind of socially hovering, making multiple attempts to like go up to Miraz and um, offer comfort if he needs it. Then he comes up to her. I heard. 
Um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But I appreciate it. Um, where were you all this time, though? Uh, we really missed you, he says, almost meaning it. Oh, no. I mean, you know, he doesn't normally think about people. Sure. No, certainly. And he had, and he had more important things to yeah, feel sad about. <laughs> um, it's a long story, but basically, I had to get rid of some, some things that were weighing, weighing on my mind. And they're gone now, I think. I think they're gone now. There's a lot of that going around. I think it's yeah. good. You know? Oh, well, things change. It is written. Mm -hmm. And then Miraz uh, stands in front of Joan, tries to think of something to say, then asks, uh, eaten anything interesting lately? <laughs> no, I try not. I try not to do that anymore. Oh, the uh, and then he kind of leans in and says, "The tapeworm's gone." I think so. Um, oh, good, good. good. Well, no. I think I'm getting it under control. I don't know if it's going oh. to be gone anytime soon. I mean, it's it's a tapeworm. It's a parasite. It's not a pet. <laughs> it's it's. It's a persistent one. Listen, I, I I went to university, right? There was a guy. <laughs> he had a he had a, he had a tape, pet tapeworm. He called him Teddy, and he, he tried to make it a thing, and then he he died, but Teddy didn't. <laughs> that, that's that's actually terrifying, Minas. You've seen worse, and then Miraz realizes that this is a very awkward conversation. And Joan's cool, but also Joan's very terrifying. And she has a pet tapeworm. Um, uh -huh. So he just walks away. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yes. He says uh, awkwardly, like, I thought we were done. Do you want a hug? <laughs> or are you he, th he thinks about this for a bit. Uh, yes, uh, that would be nice, he says. And then I guess we hug. Here you go, she says. <laughs> Is it a nice hug? Do we feel good about this, or are we both very awkward? I think Jonah's very warm, but she's also very awkward. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you know, we 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 get into it. It's 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 awkward, and then it feels good because we both realize it's awkward. Mm -hmm. And then we break off, and then we do what we normally do, which is not talk to each other. Exactly. Excellent. How did you murder a god and then find yourself unable to just say things like, man, I enjoy hanging out with you? I think that... Is that, 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 that tracks. one of these is much more terrifying than the other? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that perfectly tracks. Why would you be murdering gods if you could have a normal <laughs> social life? Yeah, yeah. Correct. Wait, no, that's okay. the wrong way. Okay, so, I guess mm -hmm. that's the scene. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Vickers and Miras probably have like a conversation. With, I don't know if we off-screen that or we have it out. That probably happens over time afterwards. What conversation? Uh, about whether or not we stay or go. Oh, I think we definitely need to play that out. Yeah, okay. 
So, so how does Miraz break the idea that he is planning on moving away? Yeah, so I guess what happens over the last over the next few weeks? Do we mm-hmm. paint the scene a bit? Set that up, like what's aftermath is. So I mm-hmm. think uh, at some point over the next few weeks, mm-hmm. Miraz comes up to Vickers while she's, I don't know, after Roofball. Probably like you know, once we both like, yeah, a quiet moment for us, uh, probably in the bed. And then I say, I've been thinking, uh, Vickers. I've been thinking that it's it's time to go back for me. What? Vickers looks genuinely surprised at this. I think to us well. I mean, yes, I'm the high priest, but I came back for Baba. He's not here anymore, and. I mean, what good am I as the priest anyway? And we all know I didn't want to be, and I'm not good at it. And I think... Well, hmm? well the way Go I on. see it, Vicar says she places a hand on your hand, is with... Now that you really are the high priest, and, and it's not just a formality anymore, I rather thought you get to decide what it is the high priest does. Mm-hmm. She looks then, at you like somewhat confused, right? Yeah. And then he smiles and says, Yes, I do have that power. But it's a responsibility as well. There's generations of my family who, yeah, who have done it a certain way. People have certain expectations, and yeah, the but... city has certain expectations. And but that and, doesn't mean you have to do it that way. You you always said you wanted you wanted your people to modernize. I mean, I suppose they will have to either way. It's just it seems like such a pity. Yeah, he sighs and, and looks out the window. Yeah, and uh, I think he joins you at the window and kind of like gives you a hug from behind mm-hmm. as he says, "I, you're right. I have, but and I have thought about it, and I know that if I am the high priest, I can make it work somehow." But I realized I don't want to. I this 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 is where I grew up. My family have always lived here, but it was never for me. And I can be the best high priest I can be, but I'll never be as happy being that as I would be if I went back to Dustfall and it became a spark right. And I made things. I can make things here. I can modernize this temple. But it's, you understand, right? It's that I can be the best at this that I can be, or I can truly be myself amongst the people who don't look at me and always I have to explain to them what's going on. I Yes, I'm, I'm from the city, but that's not who I am deep down. I know that. I always just thought, well, if if you won't change for the city, I always thought the city could change for you. Obviously, we'll go wherever you are happy, but it's just a pity to see that this city will be modernized by people like my father, who, well, don't really understand it. Right. He says, because that hadn't occurred to him. Yeah. Because he was going to say something like, yes, the city can change for me, but like, why should uh-huh. I? Yeah. Like, you know, 
what mm-hmm. like you know i'm just a guy i just go where the yeah. vibes are already like yeah. fine and it'll be fine but when you mention this then you're like that's true people like your father and what's what was that ghastly woman's name begum baguette <laughs> yes yes ma mm-hmm. i i just right. don't know if i would like to see the empire change everything here it, it seems better to me that if sparkcraft were brought here by well by locals who love both the city and the sciences mm-hmm. and miras almost opens his mouth to say he doesn't love uduasha mm-hmm. but that's not really true as he as he has i suppose finally decided to admit to himself yeah and uh, yeah Vickers will squeeze his hand and she will say, well, whatever you decide, I'm sure it will be for the best. But I was really rather hoping we could break some of the negative cycles that have been going on here. All this conflict, all these revolutions that just put different people in power. I thought perhaps this city really could change, you know, perhaps it really could be different. Better in all sorts of ways. Yeah, and I think Miraz is looking outside the window, thinking about it. And then someone... uh and then there's a roar mm-hmm. as someone drives in front of the temple in a sparkcraft car mm-hmm. yeah incredible and we watch yeah. it go yeah i have one more thing to say though i have one more yeah. thing in the scene yeah. she she holds me as a hand and she says well i've made peace with that i've broken the cycles of the past although there is one more thing speaking of cycles miras i think Mine is a little late. Oh. And she would look him in the eye. Oh. <laughs> oh. A little late is that Oh, is this... and then he said, I know like uh, uh, uh do we need a calendar? Uh-huh. Do we need and then it's like, oh, wait. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Number 5 here. Assassina by P. William Bahar. Okay, build me more Templar. more handsome and muscular build me a chest made of barley fire set it ablaze each morning for sunlight build me legs quick as a chariot light as it goes long as a current runs through a river it must all mean something if i am the third son of my father it must all mean something if my body is a ravaged temple. temple what does it mean what does it mean if his body is a ravaged temple Wretched chariots we carry burdened with copper and birch bark inside muscled and fatty hearts. Psyched wrote about bodies being possessed by light by light. I should have known those endless were never copper but always fire. Your tongue always tasted of fire. The ash of it, the lie of it. But 100 legs of running men leaves me light around the temples. I have a weakness for muscular I have a brain full of charred lightning in an underwater surface. I hold my breath that this chariot is unplugged from the wall. The immediate silence. No more fire here. I wanted you to be muscular and fit, healthy as an ox. The attraction I feel for, for it. We can, we can build. only build the most modest of temples when all we have is moonlight. Moonlit chariot racing toward a temple fire. The idea of it muscular. I've always loved Epsilon. Not because he's handsome and muscular, yeah, but because he had a king's heart. Let there be light. light. 
Let it arrive in a horse-drawn carriage. Let it arrive as fire. O king, build my body a temple. Make my heart more corpuscular than muscular. Make me a chariot light of us. It's so lonely and cold inside this scalpel-ruined temple. Scalpel-ruined temple.